Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, now, two guys who've discovered that making toast in the bathtub just hits different. Chris and the Riz. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 404. It is the full first round mock draft across the NFL. I guess there's no T on across. Across the NFL. With me, your dashing host, Chris, and my glorious good friend and co-host, Jeff the Riz Risden. Not to mention two other wonderful human beings, probably better than both of us combined. Russ Brown from Woodward Sports and Scott Bischoff, also from Woodward Sports, who's indicating that we maybe gave him a bigger open than he deserved. Hi, Scott. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? It's, it's nice to be here with you two clowns. Yeah, it's always good. Russ, thanks. Welcome back. Good to have you again. Love to have the room full of brains. Yeah, like thanks this. for having me. Always fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get a lot. We're going to do the first full round mock draft. So we'll go through all the teams. And amazingly, the Lions have two picks. So we'll get that going. Uh, you're going to get a chance on both of the Lions picks. You're going to get a chance to vote while the guys are talking about who they think they'll pick. You'll get to vote and we'll get your uh, your picks on the screen and see who the consensus pick is for the viewing public. Uh, and on out there, we've got the uh, Scott Bischoff fan club in the house great to have him here. <laughs> he always brings it with him Boom. <laughs> it's, it's it's a club of one got a lot to talk about today it's a great show riz are you ready to go my man yo let's do it awesome it didn't work so well but this will <laughs> let's kick this off and break it down I always need extra buttons for extra people. That's funny how it works. All right, we'll we'll keep punching them. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. First and foremost, I want to talk about. Um, we've actually got a sponsored question for about the draft. Ooh. It came from Flounderishes, who's probably one of the most generous. I don't want to. I don't want to compare people. So, so don't get in. Don't don't get. He's really generous yeah, and yeah. and a very loyal supporter of the show, and we thank him for that. Absolutely, he's the guy that makes sure that I can have my. Jaeger bombs for every draft show as required. Um, the, the sponsored question today is, and this is to help the the 4K upgrade. So we're going to help give Riz a facial. I love how I put that. Uh, what is the pick the Lions could make? Either one of the picks in the first round, which would be smart, but completely subvert public expectations. So with that, I'm going to lean into you, Jeff, first, because I'm going to give our guests a moment to contemplate. Yeah. I don't put them on the spot too quick. We try to be good hosts. Well, I try to be a good host here. So uh, why yeah. don't we? Uh, why don't we see what you got for this? <laughs> yes, it's it's like match game. You always go to Fanny Flag first. <laughs> um, there's a reference that three people got. They're the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think that going. Um, see, I would say tight end, but there's not a first round tight end. Mm -hmm. I'd say running back, but there's not a first round running back. So I'm gonna say. Interior offensive line, a guy like Zion Johnson, or uh, I'm trying to think of who else would be considering for that. Maybe, maybe the the dude from Tulsa, maybe who I think projects inside, but um, not not Chris Paul, the other guy Johnson. 
That that like because I mean they look. They've got arguably the best interior offensive line guard center guard in the NFL right now. I like I, I know people are down on Big V, but watch watch when he's in the game and watch when he's not. That guy's really good at right guard. I know he's overpaid. I don't care. He can play. So taking an off interior offensive lineman would be very Bob Quinn of this regime, and I don't think we want to go down that road. <laughs> No, no, no! Stop, stop! As as uh, Sam so eloquently said, uh, he was touched in his fandom during that period. Russ, why don't you go ahead and uh, who's who's the picture the the person that you would think would uh, subvert public educate ed- educations expectations uh, with that that for that pick in the in the draft? Yeah, I would certainly go with uh, kind of the names that Jeff just listed. I mean, I would be fine with Zion Johnson just because of how versatile he is and how consistent he is on any position it feels like that he plays. But other than that, maybe like a, like he said, a Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. While I'm in his fan club, I might be driving the bus there. But uh, he certainly, if you bring him in, he's probably best suited to play guard. He's not going to play either tackle spot over Decker or Sewell. So with that, I mean, yeah, I don't see him being really any different than Big V at this moment in time. He might not even be as good as him uh, at that right guard position, like Jeff said. So I I would certainly agree with that interior offensive line position. And then just real quick, maybe cornerback, uh, just simply for the fact of how many resources we've spent on the position. I love Sauce Gardner. Sure. I love some of the corners in the back end of the first round, whether it is a, you know, a Kier Elam or a Roger McCreary or even a Trent McDuffie. Um, while I, I, I like the upgrade of the position because I don't trust Jeff Okuda, I just don't see this team going back to the well in the first round uh, just yet. Yeah, I, there, there definitely might. Could you could find the torches and pitchforks if they were to go after cornerback again? It's one of those things. It feels a lot like like with golf. You've just got to give these guys this year to see what you have before you go rolling the dice again. Without now, four, five, six games into the year, if things aren't working out, people say you should have done it. But the reality is, at this point in time, you got to give those guys the chance to perform. Scott, coulda, shoulda, East woulda. Yeah, there you go, my man. What do you got, Scott? You got? I see the poker face already. Here we are. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. Um, I agree with all that stuff, but defensive tackle is a low key need. I know, and I know they they went back to back last year. But if you get <clears throat> Devontae Wyatt's not going to be there, but that kind of guy who can squeeze the pocket from the interior. And assuming they're go- well, we will we'll get into what they do it too. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that really can pay dividends for you in a rotation with Ali McNeil and Onzarike, and it's a need. It, it it is a need, more of a three tech penetrating type, and this class is good for that in that particular spot. We mentioned a guy, Jeff. You mentioned a guy pre-show, um, Travis Jones from Connecticut. Yeah, maybe in contact I mean, with another team will add. But yes, that's that. He's certainly a first round worthy talent. Yeah. And I think there are a few guys like that where where you could say. Is he a rotational player early? Yeah, but that can pay dividends. You need, I mean, you can't play two or three defensive tackles the entire game. You need you need fresh bodies. And that's I mean, I don't know that a lot of people are talking about that kind of thing, but it, it would make some sense and it would uh it would it would maybe be a pretty good move. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
All right, let's talk about the rules here. This is a full first round draft across the every team in the first round. Uh, no trades. We'll, we'll mention if we think that there should be a trade or could be a trade, but we're going to draft as if we were on the teams with no trade as the GMs. And we'll talk through this. We'll state why we thought that there would be a trade. If not, we'll talk through why we think the picks will be that way. And uh, we will get 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 rocking from there. Well, there's a couple pieces of breaking news that we're going to talk about as we get through the picks. And um, as we go, I will track each person's pick on my remarkable tablet because it is quite remarkable. Um, we'll get that taken care of. And in the meantime, we're going to try to keep the the ads and reads and su- such to a minimum. So hit the super chat now and later if you feel like it. We love, we appreciate that. Helps us out. Also, um, you'll see the things across the bottom, Amazon, CBD, Detroit Lions podcast and all that. And uh, we'll get cracking right if now. If you've like, listened before, like, you know the ads. We'll go over them again, but but please support the sponsors. They're good to us. Yep. They're good to you. They're good stuff. We would we wouldn't sponsor it or we wouldn't accept their sponsorship if we didn't believe in the product. That's right. It's hundred percent true. All right, and like and subscribe. Those are very important things. All right, let's get into this. Let's crack get cracking. <laughs> crack always messes me up. All right, we're gonna start off with number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, we're gonna be kind to our guest Riz. Some news broke. Let's talk about that first. And I think that might influence sure. who you pick. Uh, yeah, uh, the Cam Robinson, who was their starting left tackle, signed his franchise tag offer today. So he will be paid, I believe, it's $16.5 million to play left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars or somewhere else in 2022. Then he's a unrestricted free agent. They will not franchise tag him again. So... Yeah, I, I'm of a different opinion. I, I think I, I think both Russ and Scott will disagree with me. I don't think he's their long-term left tackle. I don't think it, it changes what they're doing with their draft. Um, they uh, we we talked a little bit pre-show, and I actually like their ideas, and I want them to elaborate upon the discussion that those two were having amongst themselves about the potential with that. But I I don't think it takes offensive tackle off the board for number one because you're look you're looking at one year. Like and and their right tackle situation. Oh, they've drafted two second rounders. Neither of those go. I, sh- I shouldn't dog Walker Little. Walker Little might be okay in time. He showed a little bit last year, but like not enough that you're not going to take Evan Neal or or Ekinokonwu here. So I'm I'm still of the opinion. Isn't it, first off, isn't it fun that we're two weeks off from the draft and we have no freaking idea who's going number one? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes it's this year is such a crazy year. I mean, people have lamented from the Lions perspective. What a terrible year to be number two, because there's no real big consensus top of the draft folks, but it does make it a heck of a lot more interesting because there's a million ways this thing could go. Absolutely. So I, I I'm listing from them. I still think Evan Neal is in play. I do think a is in play. I, I still think that Aiden Hutchinson is in play. I think that Trayvon Walker is in play. I think those are the four names that we're going to look at as realistic options. I, I know there are Jacksonville fans who are like, Kevon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton. I, I just, I don't feel that. I don't think these guys feel it either, honestly. I, th- I think that's what we're looking at there. Well, Russ, I mean, Russ and I have talked. I think, Russ, you tell me if I'm wrong, but we're in the same camp. But, um, I, I don't, I have not thought at all that Jacksonville would be moving away from, from the tackle position. You, you have both your starting left tackle and your starting right tackle around the last year of their contracts. You have Walker little, that's it. And you're not going to take a tackle 
because Cam Robinson signed his one-year tender? Really? That I mean, that, to me, that just – it doesn't make a ton of sense long-term why they would build their team that way um, after drafting Trevor Lawrence last year, that you would just dismiss the tackle position. Now, there is something that's, that could be happening here, which is interesting, and it's the possibility of them trading Cam Robinson. And so the whole thing – them offering Cam, them, you know, ex, them tagging him essentially and him not signing that deal for a few weeks was fishy to me. It just was something that stood out as that doesn't make a ton of sense that he would not sign that right away. Because when you sign that, it's guaranteed money for Jeff. Tell me if I'm wrong. If he gets injured in any way, in any football capacity, all that money's guaranteed. I don't know why anybody would not sign that deal immediately unless there was something else going on. That's kind of where I am with it. Russ, Russ, what do you think? No, I'm I'm in agreement. I mean, we've talked about it, Scott, you and I quite a bit of, you know, potential landing spots for him before the show. We talked about, you know, maybe Carolina, Scott mentioned, you know, Carolina did some, some cap, you know, freeing up some cap space today. And over the last couple of days, I, I instantly thought of last week, New Orleans making that trade with Philly adding that first rounder into this year's draft. And I just wonder, are they putting that in their back pocket in case Charles Cross, Trevor Penning, one of those two guys don't fall into their lap because Armstead is gone. They need the left tackle. Could they easily show that and say, Hey, we've got th- these two picks. Take your take, take which one you want Jacksonville. You can have it. And we'll get our guy. If, if Jacksonville decides to go the route of Evan Neal or Ike McQuanu, which again, I think is very much in the cards for them. I could see them going either direction on either tackle. And I mean, I can't, I can't blame them, but as a Lions fan, obviously I'm rooting for that because I want Aiden Hutchinson so bad. <laughs> I, I, and I, it's, you know, I understand rooting for it, but the other part of the reality is they have so much capital wrapped up and a time frame with Trevor Lawrence before he's going to get the big, big bucks. They cannot have him go down again. They, they need to protect him. And, and just because they signed cam this year, I just, I don't see it as a reason why they wouldn't pick someone this year and next year with the, with the state of that line and, and to give them the, the protection he needs over time to protect that investment. So where did we land? Where did we land overall for the first pick? Ooh, what do we think they're going to do? That's right. (laughs) There's a lot of people that have really clicked into Trayvon Walker being the pick. And he like, like if you go back and look at when Trent Balky was the the GM with the 49ers, he drafted three guys in a row who were just like that. It's hard to ignore that. Uh, Like, like I know there's, I know there's Trayvon Walker skepticism. I'm, I will raise my hand. I'm involved in that. But like when, and I've said this on, if you've listened to me on any other podcast in the last week, I've, I've used this line several times. When your physical comparisons are Miles Garrett and JJ Watt, you're going to go high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I think it'll be Walker. But uh-huh. if I were putting money on it, I would bet right now on Walker. And I know uh, our good friend, friend of the show and, and contributor Colin um, has a different bet. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right, Russell, who do you got overall for uh, number one? Are you going to Rizland with with Trayvon? 
you know, with the way the things have kind of shaked out the last couple of days, just the news of it coming out, like the timing of it is very weird and very odd. So I could certainly piggyback off that and see that happening because this is kind of the time frame of when we start hearing the grumblings of, you know, hey, this is going to be the first overall pick of the draft. Um, and again, sometimes we don't hear until the second or third day before the draft. And obviously, we don't have a surefire number one overall pick, especially considering the team that's picking first overall, like Jeff said. So, I mean, it would be hard for me to pass on Aiden Hutchinson. I know what I would be doing, but from the perspective of the Jaguars, I, I, could, def- I could see Trayvon Walker. I could see that being the pick. Scott, do you want to disagree? Do I have to... No, I mean, I don't disagree. I just, it's his upside is, his upside is ridiculous. It's just, it's such a huge gamble as to whether or not he'll ever get there. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. If you believe that you can get him as a football player meeting his athletic abilities, then then I think he he could easily be the first pick in the draft just because his upside might be higher than any defensive player in the draft. It's just, it's such a huge risk. (laughs) Um, You know, and, you know, I don't know that, Jeff, you mentioned Evan Neal and Ike McClanu. I don't know that those guys are like, I don't know what Jacksonville thinks, but I don't know that Jacksonville would think that either of those guys is a pure left tackle. I would agree with that. There, there's warts on those. And the more you watch them, the more you see their warts. Like, Conwu could be fantastic, but right now he's not. Like, there, there's some yeah, I mean, I, to do I with think, I think the guy who right now is like the smoothest left tackle is Charles Cross. I but agree. you're not taking Charles Cross first. No. So, you know, I mean, I would be, if I'm Jacksonville, I would be doing everything in my power to move down a few spots, but that's the problem. Who is anybody coming up for? I mean, we can, we can pencil in Walker here and, and just kind of roll with that guy. Cause I mean, we can make an argument that it's Walker and, and it's rational. Makes All right. sense. All right. Trayvon Walker, Let's number one overall. Walker, let me write that down. There you go. I got to keep I track because we always we always forget a player, and I always have to go through like mentally, so I'm actually writing stuff down this year. <laughs> I'm learning. L- showing that he's learning. This is excellent. You are. We are getting older. <laughs> yes, 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 I am. <laughs> Feeling every second of it, too. <laughs> All right. Now we're on the Lions pick, and as is now available to this, this show, we are going to give you the chance, the audience, to vote for who you think the Lions will pick number Number two, here's how to do it. Number one, you can text, text 903-500-2916. It's 903-500-2916. And just type the name of who you would like to vote for or head over to swiftpolling.com, swiftpolling.com and use the code 27618. 27618 is the code and you can get in there and vote and we'll get your uh, results up here on the screen after the guys go through and work their magic on who they believe that the lions will be picking. All right, let's get into it. Um, We will, Scott, let's get, let's start off with you this time. Uh, Number two, overall pick Detroit lions. Um, You, you're, you're thinking they're going to run with Jermaine Johnson, number two overall, right? No, (laughs) Although I like Jermaine Johnson. I love, I really I do. love him, but he's not a number two guy. See, same, yeah, same um, argument from Charles Cross for the Jaguars, right? You're just not getting him this early. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's to me, this is uh, this is Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. And do you want the high floor, low ceiling, uh, you know, gritty run defender type who's going to fit the culture and what they're building? Or do you want to swing for your kind of bendy, explosive pass rusher who you know, has had a rough pre-draft process, uh, fairly or unfairly. 
So, I, you know, I think the safe, the safe way to go here is Hutchinson. I do. Um, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that he's that much of uh, a better pass rusher than Thibodeau is. Um, let me rephrase that. I don't think he is the pass rusher that Thibodeau is. I just think this other stuff he gives you and the culture fit and, and all of it matches where they are as the franchise. And I mean, that's kind of where I am with it. If, you know, I, I think Thibodeau is a better player uh, and offers more rare stuff that you want at two overall, but I can see the, I can see the lions going Hutchinson. I can't. All right. Russ, we'll, uh, we'll let you take the microphone and uh, dispense with Scott's lunacy and uh, come up with uh, Garrett Wilson, number two overall, right? <laughs> no way. Uh, there would be no way. I would be on a live stream somewhere going, just going nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I like, and again, I like Garrett Wilson, but no way at two. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. Aiden Hutchinson, just so much to do with him at 6'7", 260. You look at his motor, you look at how he just gets after it with the long arm and the the speed, the power that he kind of has. It's not even so much speed. It's just a lot of power sometimes into his game where he's able to just, you know, knock offensive tackles over or just get right through them. I mean, you see some swipe moves and, and kind of an inside swim move from him at times. I just, I, I look at him and I just, I, how can you not look at Dan Campbell and be like, that's his guy, right? And like that, the, like those two would match so well and be a great fit for the locker room. And I love Kayvon as well. He's my second ranked player in the, in the draft, but I, I would go Aiden Hutchinson if it was me. There you go. We got two on it. Riz, are you going to be the contrarian? Are you going Kayvon here? Uh, Ah, man, it's tough because I I really do believe that Brad Holmes really, really likes Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's not smoke. There, there's no no way that's smoke. Not 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 as much as as there's going on out there. But I think he also really likes Aiden Hutchinson. And I think Dan, what, what Russ just said, I think Dan Campbell really likes Aiden Hutchinson. I think Chris Spielman really likes Aiden Hutchinson. And that's a lot of voices in that room that are going to be pushing for a guy. Um, I would agree with, with our esteemed panel here that, that Thibodeau probably has a higher ceiling, but I also think that Hutchinson is a whole lot more likely to actually hit his ceiling and his floor is significantly higher. And when you're, when you're in the business that they're in right now at number two, and you don't expect to be picking in the top 10 again, you can't afford to just miss like, like if you get Chris Long 2.0, which which Hutchinson could very well be, like that's a quality, a slightly above average starter at a position of dire need and dire impact on your team. Like th- that, that's probably as bad as Aiden Hutchinson would ever be. Would be Chris Long's career. Like Kayvon Thibodeau could be Deion Jordan 2.0. Um, I hate to use that as a reference from from Oregon, but. You hear a lot of the same things out of Oregon, like and and like that's that's an or that's a that's a university that's generally pretty forthright about their players too. So I, I'm I I would lean Hutchinson here. Um, I personally would absolutely take Hutchinson. I wouldn't even hesitate. I, I'm like Aiden, go now. Give him his jersey. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do think that there's going to be. And I, I think these debates are going on in Allen Park right now, like because I do think they think this is going to happen, and I think they're they're going through the scenarios now of what they would do. And right now, as we're what is it, April thirteenth, we got fifteen days to the draft. I I think their choice would be Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I agree. I think that 
Tibbs has all the potential to be the much better player. But when I think of risk management, Aiden Hutchinson is the obvious and and the pick that I have no choice but to make if I'm sitting there as Brad Holmes. I and and you know, you, you think about the luck that this team usually has and people refer to that. And I'm not a big, you know, mojo kind of person, but we're going to get Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to be a great player. And there's going to be the arguments because Tibbs turns out to be something really special in the league. Well, he could have had, you know what I mean? It's not going to be an Ebron versus Aaron Donald conversation, but I, I just know that this is going to be a point of contention for people. If Tibbs really does live up to his ceiling, which he, he very well could, but he could from a risk management perspective, I think it's Hutch all the way as well. All right, really quick before we get on to number three, let's check out the answers to the poll. Let's pull that up really quick. And we've got all kinds of good stuff. We've got uh, all kinds of Hutchinson. We've got Trayvon Walker in here, Tyler Goodson. <laughs> um, I saw one in here, a lot of Hutchinson. Hutchinson, little Hamilton, Kayvon. Where's, there's the one. There was one. There's Joe, one Malik. Yeah, one I do Malik. think we need to talk about there him. There you go. Joe Mom. Okay. That's, I hate to do this already. We're on pick two, and I'm already doing this shit. Go right ahead. Thanks. For um, this is why you're here, Scott. We love you. <laughs> oh, my God. So even if – what is so funny, Chris? <laughs> it's pick two. I know. I'll make here this we are. brief. I'll make this brief. i got to get my so, <laughs> Even if you draft Aiden Hutchinson and Aiden Hutchinson hits his ceiling and gives you eight to ten sacks a year for the next five years – how much is that really helping your franchise? Really? Right? So, I mean, I just don't – It's if there's ever a, a class to sw- take a swing at the fences on and potentially miss because you're taking a potential franchise quarterback, this would be the year to do it. And Malik Willis is right there at two. You have to give up nothing to get him. The Lions are one of the few teams in the entire NFL that has the structure – around him, the offensive line, um, the ability to sit him for a year and let him learn, and he needs it. Uh, and if he and if Malik Willis were to hit his ceiling as a player or get close, he turns around things much faster than any pass rusher, even if they make the Pro Bowl, Malik Willis can do that. So it, this is, I think this is part of something they have to be talking about down there, is, is what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, and I understand that it's too soon to be, you know, two is too soon, that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, you're not winning teams. You're not you're not winning Super Bowls with with average quarterback play anymore. You're just not. See, we got a lot of people saying if Scott says Willis, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you do. And that's and, 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 and you know, it's it's a great thought exercise. It's, it's one of those things, and this is where I'm at with, with the whole draft a quarterback thing. If Goff, if we're, if we can't get a quarterback next year with the ammo we have, then Goff did his job. And, and, and we're glad we have Goff. If we can get a quarterback with the ammo we have and, and our draft position, position, then Goff didn't do his job and we're in the market for a quarterback. I, while there's a lot of high side potential on Willis, there's a, he's a big project. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of floor to mess with there as well. A lot of things that could go wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of guy that says, you know what, I'm going to roll with Goff this year, see what happens and uh, make my decisions next year based on what I see here. So that's my counter. argument. Okay. I think we saved you here, Scott. Thank you. The the torches (laughs) are away. (laughs) All right, let's go. Uh, number three overall, moving on to the Texans. So far, uh, Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson are off the board. Russ, 
We've got you sitting in uh, in Houston right now with some of the smartest NFL front office talent in the league. <laughs> now that Wait you're there, that. what can we do? What <laughs> yeah, are we looking at there. over there? <laughs> Um, yeah, with Houston, they're so interesting. I, I, I could see them going in the direction of a, one of these offensive tackles just simply for the fact that if you have Davis Mills, you want to build this thing up around him. You also have pick 13 in this draft. If you can make that offensive line better. It makes a ton of sense. But also you could look at the direction of if you do have Davis Mills or you don't have Davis Mills, you can build up around the next guy too. You're kind of already building it up the correct way. So I could see it going that route. But sitting here with Kayvon Thibodeau, and most mock drafts that I do, Hutchinson and Kayvon are already off the board because I'm not looking at Trayvon Walker in the top 10 because realistically, I don't think he is a top 10 player in the draft. But Mm -hmm. if Kayvon Thibodeau is sitting there, I just find it hard for the Texans to pass on him with Lovey Smith, the defensive-minded coach, the potential of Penning, Trevor Penning or Charles Cross being there at 13. I, I, as much as I like Neil and Aquanu, I mean, we've already talked about how Cross is kind of maybe the, the best pure pass protector in the draft, and I would agree with that. So if I could get him at 13 and still land Kayvon Thibodeau, that's a win-win for me. So I'm I'm in the camp of Kayvon here just because ever, you know, you got rid of Jadavion Clowney. They've been in the bottom seven of, of pass production since they got rid of him. They've obviously lost J.J. Watt. They need to get better on the defensive line, and I think Kayvon would do that for them. Riz, what do you think? You got Their the current starting edges are Ogbani <laughs> Okoronkwo and Jonathan Greenard. Okay, Thibodeau it is. <laughs> All right, we'll get right into it then. We'll move on. Number four, the Jets will roll back to you, Riz. Um, they've got really no needs for anybody. They're a Super Bowl contender out of New York there. Where do you think the Jets are looking right now? <laughs> So, this is an interesting one because they are certainly in the market for a top-flight cornerback, and Sauce Gardner absolutely fits. And the the team that brought us Rivas Island would love to get another one. And Sauce Island, I, I like the sound of that, and I think he would too. He's really, really good. He is my number two overall player. Uh, just to, to smite Mel Kuyper for a second, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider... <laughs> Sauce Gardner as <laughs> as the Lions pick at number two. That that's positional value. That that's a, that's for a different show. They I know they like him. I also know that they are not happy with Makai Becton and his progress. They are in dire need of a a franchise tackle to protect their franchise quarterback that they think they have in Zach Wilson. Last year's number two. That you've got your you've got your pick your tackles here. Um, Ekonwu fits what they want to do very well, um, especially as a run blocking force, and uh, he, he is safer than Evan Neal because if if he wipes out at, at left tackle, he's going to be a Pro Bowl left guard. Like there's no doubt. Like his skill set fits really really well at left guard. You don't take left guard at three though. You got to try him a tackle first. Or, or four rather, so I I'm I don't know man I my gut says that this pick would probably be Sauce Gardner, but again this is another team as with Houston um, and I'll I'll go back to Houston real quick when they picked up number thirteen it absolutely changed the dynamics to Russell's point they were they were very seriously going to take a tackle at three um, and because they have the ability to get in a deep tackle class at thirteen. 
they don't have to do that anymore. So that that trade really impacted what they were going to do in the draft. They're also really, really, really hoping that Kyle Hamilton falls to 13. I don't think it's going to happen here, but it could. Kyle Hamilton also needs to be in the conversation at four. Uh, Marcus May is not back. Jamal Adams is long gone. Their safeties are, I don't even know who the hell they are. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> not good. That's who it. <laughs> yeah. And he's the number one player on my board. So do you, do you have to consider that? I mean, I don't know. You guys talk about yourself. I'll think about that. I'll stew on that. Well, I mean, the tackle thing is super interesting because with um, if you throw Mackay Becton and Evan Neal together, you kind of feel like it's going to work itself out. Whether yeah. Neal plays right tackle or left tackle or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And they've both like done you, both. <laughs> yes. So it seems like you could you could fix, not fix, but that's a, that's a solution to a potential problem. Um, I think Aquanu fits in there too. Like, I mean, you would have two massive, powerful tackles, and it's just where do they all where do they slot? Um, yeah. You know, being that they have pick ten, I think would lead me to them taking Sauce here, just because you're. I mean, he is the best corner in this draft. I think you can get a tackle at 10 if that's really what you want to do. Uh, but you're not finding Sauce Gardner at 10. You're just not. That's where I am with it. I, I agree. My gut, if if I had to put money on an exact landing spot, I would put money on Sauce to the Jets today. And that would be the, I just, I think that's the guy you think of. Robert Sala back in San Francisco, he had a boundary corner in Richard Sherman for a few years. That's what Sauce Gardner does. He plays on the boundary, got great length for the position, really good you know, press skills, but he's just so athletic and long that I think the Jets are going to value him, kind of like Jeff said, you know, Sauce Island, baby. So let's get lost in the sauce. <laughs> All right, Riz, did they convince you? Yeah, they, they did. They, they sold they, you the sauce? Compelling. And again, having that second pick in a deep class where you need help, it, it's, a, it's a complete game changer for them. Yeah. So uh, thank, thank, that's... That one's from the is that from the Eagles? No, that's from the Dolphins, right? I don't even know. Yeah, the Dolphins, I think. Dolphins, thank you. I strive for accuracy. I don't always achieve it, but I strive. <laughs> well, so far no linebackers. We're on our way, Riz. And every Giants fan that I that I know, and I have a pretty good and loyal following amongst Giants fans on Twitter, they all just threw things at the screen because they really, really want sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I saw a great mock earlier that where the Lions traded back with um, – the Giants and then back again with the Saints and wound up with Jermaine Johnson, who I, I absolutely love this guy. I really do. I know he's not you two overall, right? But I love that guy. That and they wound up with like three picks at the end of the first top of the second. I loved what I saw there. I just I just it, it made I can't forget it. I can't shake it. But let's go yeah, on. I, I wrote today that Jermaine Johnson is a viable candidate too. Check it out at Lionswire. My my son keeps eating all these Cheerios and I gotta pay for those somehow. So. <laughs> All right, Scott, we'll give you the Giants pick number five overall. Who do you have for the Giants? So I would think the Giants would be taking Evan Neal in this scenario. They have Andrew Thomas. He is a developing tackle. Uh, I I believe that you can play Evan Neal at right tackle, left tackle. You can play him inside, not that you want to. But, you know, the quarterback situation is bad there, and, and it's just – it's an unknown. It's a huge unknown, but you really need to help him out. And uh, long-term, I think it's a, it's a good concept to have 
two SEC tackles and Andrew Thomas played at Georgia and Evan Neal makes some sense, uh, you know, whether he plays right tackle or left tackle for them. He's a very versatile player. I, you know, that's where I would, that's where I'd be. Gotcha. 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 Uh, Russ, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm uh, Evan Neal. That's a fine pick for me. I mean, you gotta you gotta make this offense better, and you take Neal here, and and maybe we talk defense at seven or something like that. Makes sense. Makes sense. I, I really want you to to disagree whole you know heartily with Scott sometime here. He, someone needs to hold his feet to the fire. He's just coasting today. Riz, um, you landed on Evan Neal too. I I mean I'm looking at their depth chart right now. Um, I'm at lives.com by the way. I just got their draft guide today, and you'll want to buy that when it comes out for public review. It's 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 really good. Um, that like like actually you'll want Russ's by the way. I'll, I'll give Russ a free promo here. He has a free draft guide that you will want to get and download. Go to his Twitter page, Russ pimp it pimp it real quick where you, they can get it at. Yeah, at Russ NFL Draft. It's free to download. If you want to send money, don't send it to me. Send it to charity. There's a couple links in there if you want to help some people in need. But yeah, it's free to download and it's 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 I don't know. It's it's okay. It's it's just some words about some players, so it's not bad. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's good. I downloaded it yesterday and I was looking Thank through you. a little bit this morning. So you did a Thank good job you. with it. I will say they are also in the market for a pass rusher and the Giants people that I communicate with would tell you that Jermaine Johnson is in play here. Uh, I will also go back to the conversation I had. I do, I do the big blue TV show, which is their, their in-house show. Um, you know, like, like what Danny Rogers does with the Lions. They, they have that with the, the Giants. I do that show regularly. When I did it at the combine, they asked me at the end of the interview who I thought they were taking at five and seven. And I said, sauce and cross. And the, so the host could not like hug me and kiss me fast enough. <laughs> and the person who was on right after me, and this will make you go watch, watch who was on right after me in the sequence of the show at the combine, um, told me I've heard that exact thing. And that person is significantly higher up the draft media food chain than I am. <laughs> so you got to consider Charles Cross here with sauce gone. Uh, uh, and I think we've all talked about it. He is the most NFL ready of the top tackles. He's also probably the, the lowest ceiling of even some of the guys that are going to come much later. Like he is what he is. He's a, he is, he's, he, I, I, I don't want to use this example because Lions fans will bag on it. He's probably Jeff Backus, like who's a slightly above average starter for okay. 15 years. Yep. And like Lions fans hate that guy, but that guy was really like solid. Like you didn't have to worry about him for a yeah. very long time. Yeah. And that, that that's something that the Giants would really like to have, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, the, thinking, the thinking for me is that if you're taking a tackle at five and you also are picking at seven, with Carolina in between, Carolina is really not a threat to take an edge, but they right. are to take a tackle. So I think if you want to take Jermaine Johnson at seven and get a tackle at five, that makes sense. And I think I like you it. need to. I like it. I'm with you. That's that's a good point, Scott. I, I hadn't even thought of that. So that's just, this is why we bring smart people on, Chris. So <laughs> they, they make me look. Less... When are they coming on? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I, so uh, do we want to go Evan Neal? I think that's what we got. We landed Evan. I, I think he's the highest ceiling. Um, well, actually, I, I would say Econquist, but I, th- I think Evan Neal is the most. To go back to the old argument, I think he's more likely to hit his ceiling, even if it might be a little bit lower than what Econquist is. Yep. Is that fair? 
Absolutely. Yeah, it just, yeah. it's just a matter of is is Andrew Thomas your starting left tackle, and if so, you need you need somebody who can come in and play right tackle for you, and Evan Neal can't. Yeah, somebody better than Matt Peart. Yeah, no yeah. relation to Neal. <laughs> Perfect swing tackle. Yeah, I, I, he, he would be a good swing tackle, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know we're going to the Carolina pick. I'm going to just throw uh, two cents into this. I heard the same thing about Charles Cross in, in the Giants and Mississippi State and just connecting all of those. But also, when I think of Ika Maquanu, I think of Deion Dawkins and Brian Dable and, and that regime coming from Buffalo I wonder if there's some comparisons there. I'm not trying to throw a wrench into what offensive tackle we pick here. I'm fine with Evan Neal uh, for the sake of the mock draft. But um, I, I again, if all three of these guys are on the board, I'm glad I'm not picking because, I mean, they're all very good, but I don't, I don't want to be the guy that picks the wrong one. But I, Russ, I think you're making a good point because if you think that Andrew Thomas is your left tackle, maybe Aquanu is the pick because he right. can play right tackle. Right, I think right. he might have a, a little higher ceiling as a right tackle over the Neil. So, I mean, I, this is tough to do because it's, you know, which tackle is it? It could be either of those guys. Yeah. It could be. All right. So now what are we doing? <laughs> Chris is like, what do we do? Uh, I, I can Chris erase on the remarkable. Well, you know what? Let, let's go Econwu because I think I think the betting odds are higher that he's going to be off the board yes. first as tackle. So let's let's play those odds. <laughs> I'm fair. With, I, I'm I'm good with that. I, I was okay. thinking Econwu was the guy, um, okay. but you guys, I was going with Evan Neal for you guys because you're you're supposedly the smart guys. That Riz said, you know, I'm no, just, let's make it Econwu. I think that makes sense. I'm here for the ride. You know. All right. Um, Russ mentioned something really quick before we get into number six, uh, a charity thing. We kicked something off on Saturday that I really quickly wanted to talk about with our best friend in the Lions, Jerry Jacobs. Shut down corner, Jerry Jacobs. Um, we kicked off a new site, seatbeltgang.com. We're raising money. It is all charitable money that we're going to be using to generate some things in the Detroit area. Uh, one of the ideas we have right now is to get uh, some seats for some needy families in Detroit, some students, some uh, some grinders, kids that are fighting the odds, and uh, we're going to get some seats at the at the, at the the Lions games for them. we got some other things in mind. Head over to seatbeltgang.com. Get your merch. Support Jerry. Support the the secondary uh get some fun out there and help support the city try to make the city a better place with everything we do and this is just another little way to try to do that and get that going all right seatbeltgang.com and i know i know jerry's watching who's buying and he's a he's a great guy and uh he, he dms anybody who asks <laughs> all right let's get into carolina carolina russ I, I i hate to stick you with these guys you know carolina is kind of a a wonky franchise you had the texans now you got carolina we'll get you some good teams to to play front office for but for now here you go. <laughs> oh, no, this is fine. Um, I'm, I'm fine with landing on Carolina. I know, you know, a lot of mock drafts or a lot of people might say, take Malik Willis, superstar potential. You don't want to pass on this guy. But at the same time, I think Matt Rule's, I don't want to say he's on the hot seat, but that seat's got to start getting hot. And at some point, he's got to hit on a quarterback. And with how you connect the dots to him and Kenny Pickett back at Temple, he recruited him when he was at Temple. He then goes to Baylor. And then uh, Kenny Pickett goes to Pitt. Well, David Tepper, he's a Pitt grad. There's just so many dots to connect here. And I think Kenny Pickett is the safest quarterback of the bunch. Reminds me a lot of Derek Carr with how he moves in and out of the pocket. Um, I don't think he's got the strongest arm of the draft. I don't think he's the most mobile quarterback, but I certainly believe for this franchise and this organization, they they take him and maybe they start winning some football games after going 3-0. 
There you go. All right. We what got about Kenny. the baby hands? He wears two gloves. I could I could go out there and throw with my baby hands. Look at these White Castle sliders, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a bigger deal than I, I do. I think it's a bigger deal than uh, than maybe other people do. I, I mean, it's, no, you're right. You're right. They We've do play outside. It. Charlotte does get crap weather or Spartanburg, wherever the heck they might be moving to in a few years. You know, who knows? Riz, we it saw him true. at the Senior Bowl. That's true, in but the it's way. a nice division for him to be in, playing in Atlanta, in the Dome, in the New Orleans Dome, and, you know, in Florida against Tampa twice, you know, yeah. twice, whatever. Atlanta um, also has no pass rush. Though. Riz, we saw Kenny Pickett at the Senior Bowl in the wet this year because we didn't we did. report from the hotel room. We actually stayed in the rain. And he did have some troubles with wet balls and he, his accuracy did noticeably decline and he yeah. was not wearing gloves. His ability yeah. to handle a snap declined. The yeah, first snap that, that was, that was he dropped. Thing. I was like, Whoa, this is, there this was is a, a real video deal. of him from the hotel in the hallway, throwing passes in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And this is when I tapped out on him. He was wearing both gloves indoors, throwing passes in the hallway. And I was like, I can't do it. And maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of it. I think he's a really good player. I do think it's fascinating that it took him so long to be productive at Pittsburgh. I mean, it really did. It took him into his fifth year. He's also older. I want to say he's 20. Is he going to be 24? He is 24. He will be a 24-year-old rookie. And and keep in mind, his spike coincided with him having a top 10 pick next year at wide receiver in Addison. That guy's amazing. He is wide receiver one next year with a freaking bullet. And that might have helped Kenny Pickett. So do you have a number one wide receiver in Carolina right now that, that he can work with? Uh, if not, you better damn well better get one quickly. <laughs> I mean, DJ Moore would DJ Moore might have an argument there, but DJ Moore's um, pretty good. I, I, yeah, he's 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 good. He's their good. version of, of Sun God. <laughs> and this is where uh, the uh, the last remaining tackle kind of comes into play too. If you're not taking quarterback, are you addressing the tackle position? I, I mean, I think that the Pickett stuff is it, it makes all the sense in the world with with the connections and and with the owner's connection to. the yeah. To the the school and all that stuff. It's just, um, I, mean, I guess it doesn't really matter what I, I mean. I could see Pickett being the pick there. And it's, I think know, I think it's fair. Pickett. I I I for for a lot of the reasons that Russell said, and also the NFL likes him. Um, whether fans want to believe that or not, that they like him, they really yeah, do. Yeah. We we got that feedback, Chris. You can attest yeah. to this. We got that a lot in Mobile. Every the day. NFL really likes Kenny Pickett more than fans do. <laughs> they, they're the ones I mean, there is a lot. There's a lot to like in his game. There is. There really is. He, he's. Yeah. He is. Like you compared him to, to Derek Carr. Derek Carr signed for what 125 million dollars for three years today. Like, yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Russ is top of the food chain right now with the White Castle sliders reference. Just so you know, the chat's on fire for Russ. Good job. Good job there. Um, we got Kenny Pickett down. Moving People back. People are disgusting. If you're ever sober and eating White Castle, get help. <laughs> Give me a doctor. Boy, if there's anything that we've said today that's absolute truth, that is it. That's it. <laughs> Undeniable. I'm with you, Russ. It's okay. All right, let's go back to New York. Riz, you, you're you're the the New York pick, Mister. I'm on the show and I hang out with folks from hey, New York. I got I got to flop my clout when oh, I can do it. Call hey, me that rhyme. Call me cool. Broadway. Didn't even Riz. mean that. <laughs> what do you got for the Giants overall? Jermaine Johnson. Seven. <laughs> End of story. Oh. Jermaine Johnson. <laughs> 
I heard. I heard what they, was he, not he's an he's an upgrade over not. O'Shane Jimenez. Yeah, he Agreed. would currently be in that role. So, <laughs> I think he's a perfect fit there. Yeah, he is. He's an absolute. He he and he's scheme versatile. And I tell you what, when you watch his highlights, his highlights make Kayvon Thibodeau's look like crap. Like what he does. Like I, I personally like Johnson more than I like Thibodeau. But that that doesn't matter for the New York Giants. But the New York, he fits what the Giants want to do so well. He really yeah. does. <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean I'm writing it down. Too. I got it. Written you've down. added Aquanu and, and Jermaine Johnson. I think you've uh, you've changed the tone on both sides of the ball. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, is there any is there any argument, or shall we move on to number eight? Go on. We're keeping people long enough already. <laughs> Trust me, they enjoy it, uh, Garrett. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at a somebody's mock draft for my team list. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> As, you just made the pick uh, but, uh, for them. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons good. are up at number eight. Scott, don't be don't be influenced by my craziness. I told you to pick Jermaine Johnson number two overall. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Um, I know. So Carolina, uh, Carolina, Atlanta. I think wide receiver is in play here. Quarterback has to be in play here. Um, I think those are the two most impactful positions that they have to fill. The Calvin Ridley is such an unknown. You need help. Um, He's not coming back to quote the greatest I, movie ever made point break. It can't possibly, he can't be coming back there. No. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, to me, it, because Pickett's off the board, this is either Malik Willis or Garrett Wilson. And, and, you know, I've already made my thoughts pretty clear on Malik Willis. Um, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. This, this is a terrible football team. Oh my yes. god! Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad team. But you know, for some for some ways, when you look at the way Mariota plays and the offense that they're going to have to design for him, some of the running stuff. Yeah, I think some of that fits with what Willis has to do going forward. I can make an argument that Willis could be a reasonably good pick here, but for uh, for the reasons of trying to keep the bus on the, you know, on the road. I think Garrett Wilson should be the pick. Um, I mean, that's just kind of where I am with it. Uh, j- just for context, Kaderil Hodge, who couldn't get on the field for the Lions last year, could very legitimately be the second best wide receiver on their roster right now. <laughs> like, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. I I will say that I feel like uh, Willis is – it, it, this is one of the landing spots oh where he God, could. This he is could, a rotten team. Do well because wow. they live the life of Michael Vick, and they, they so can awful. relive that glory and and buy themselves as a front office and a coaching staff a bunch of time, knowing that they can develop him over time. Yeah. Just thinking of Michael Michael Vick in the history. So I see. I feel like McWillis could land there, and whether he succeeds or fails, just buy them time to build out the team. That's one of the things that kind of leans me into why Willis could potentially be the pick over a wide receiver for Atlanta. I don't want to talk over Russ here, but I'm going to say this real quick. The best safety on their roster is ex-Lion Dean Marlowe. Kyle Hamilton's still on the board. Oh, boy. <laughs> This team is awful, folks. Awful. <laughs> wow. Can we give them all the players. Um, <laughs> like, like. I mean, Deion Jones is a good, good middle linebacker. Rashawn Evans is. They're, they're good at inside linebacker. Their offensive line isn't bad. Their skill positions outside of Cordero Patterson, though. I mean, my God, this 
this this is an expansion team outside of their <laughs> offensive line and linebackers. It really is. USFL starts this weekend, which again is a reason why. Oh, Malik Willis picked. I mean, okay, AJ Terrell. Time. He, he, might, he might be the best corner in the NFC. That's 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 a glaring omission on my part. They don't need a number one corner, so we're not looking at corners here. Russ, what do you got, man? <laughs> um, this, I mean, going off. both both mock drafts I've done this year, the one after the Super Bowl, one a few weeks ago or last week or whatever, I had Malik going there. But I'm, I know I've been agreeing with Scott. I mean, I could see them going Garrett Wilson. Some things I've gathered over the weeks is they really like him. And with Calvin Ridley and that news, I mean, I, I could see them going that route. His body control is incredible. And just, you know, getting that big play potential for him to, to pair with Marcus Mariota for maybe a season is a enough to, to kind of buy you time uh, and fill some of the gaps later on in this draft. So I'm fine with Garrett Wilson, um, even though I could, and I, I, we didn't mention him, Evan Neal, I could see him being very much in play as well. He's still but, on the board here. Yeah. But, but Garrett Wilson, I, I could certainly see that being the pick. And that seems like the big narrative for Atlanta right now, just looking at the roster, is buying time because that's what they need. They Because nothing's happening with this team this year, no matter who they grab with this pick. So it's kind of that high ceiling, kind of high roll pick, I feel like. is is If there's a time to take it, this is the one. This is the one to take that, that, that gamble because really, what do you got to lose when it's this bad? <laughs> that's true. Where'd you land, Riz? Yeah. Garrett Wilson is really good, but th- this is a deep wide receiver class. And is there that much separation between Wilson and who you can get in the second round? Whether it's, I don't know, I don't think Christian Watson's going to fall that, but like guy, Sky Moore would be there in the second round for them. Uh, uh, John Mechie would be there, although that, that would be high for him. Like there, there's a lot of wide receivers that aren't going to go in the first, excuse me, that could go in the second that, uh, you know, is there that big of a drop off when you when you look at the drop off between Malik Willis and who else would be quarterback three in this class? Um, Mike QB one, Matt Corral is still out there, but they're not taking him. <laughs> Evan Neal makes sense again. Kyle Hamilton, like again, Dean Marlowe is the best safety on their roster. We've seen Dean Marlowe, like we've seen how that movie plays out. Kyle Hamilton is the best player in this draft, in my opinion. I, I've got to think long and hard about that. I know, I know Arthur Smith is an offensive coach, but, I mean, if you, honestly, if you get him and, and Terrell, you've got half of an elite secondary. That That's that's somewhere where you start. You know, if you need an identity in a division that has Tom Brady in it for at least one more year, uh, that that's not the worst place to go. <laughs> Yeah, and a secondary know. can help keep you in games in this in this league right now. I mean, and that's all they're trying to do is try to stay relevant at this point with that roster. So that may give them a a path to do that. Yeah. All right, Scott. I'm, I'm not to opposed you. to Garrett Wilson though. That if 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 y'all agree on that, I, I'm not, I'm fine with that because this this is the range where he's going to go. No no doubt about that. But all the names that have been mentioned make sense too. This yeah. is why this is tough at this point. I mean, Evan Neal would make a lot of sense here. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah, Jake Matthews entering the last year of his contract, and it doesn't seem like they want to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? We've got a, 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 a chat person, uh, Loretto, in the chat saying you need CBD. Trying to think this one through. Oh, you went wrong. CBD, <laughs> that's right. Castle Michael slider. Said. Let's talk about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Slider hands out. <laughs> All right. So let's start by position. What, what position 
do we think they're going for? Because I think maybe that might give us a way to narrow this down. Is quarterback, is safety, is wide receiver, is an offensive line position? What, where's the point that's going to change the game for them and actually have and, a day and one see, And then this is the play. argument that we have in Lions Land about safeties. Like, it's a phenomenal safety class. You're going to get a good guy wherever they pick in the second round. Yeah. And is the drop-off from Hamilton to that player, whether it's Lewis Seen or Jalen Peter or – Somebody, you know, Daxon Hill, though, I think he's going to be long gone by then. Uh, is that drop off as radical as it is for wide receiver? Probably not. So, this is, so. so for me, it's it's financial. It's when you look at the, the receivers making all the money and these guys, these mm. huge contracts going out to receivers. And you've got a guy like Garrett Wilson who you can play. You can pay for four years on a rookie deal and then and then extend him a year. That's the decision making for me. That's where that's where the nuts and bolts are. That makes sense. Although the as uh, as our mutual friend Kyle Krabs pointed out, the safety market is rising rapidly in that direction, but uh, it's not there yet. And as we've seen this offseason with the wide receivers, they ain't getting cheaper, folks. And, <laughs> yep. and I mean yep. the same argument though. Marcus Mariota is he your long term solution? No, <laughs> you got the quarterback and the wide receivers is the big the big dollar spots. I mean, and Malik is sitting there. At a so, but, but you answer this question: Is anybody in this draft better in 2022 or 2023 than Marcus Mariota? Probably not. Mm. Honestly, <laughs> fair point. Very fair point. Fair. All right. So where do we land? Want to go wide receiver? Let's do Wilson. Is that good? Nope. Yep. Okay. This this is the range where he's going to come off the board. So we're trying to keep this as realistic as possible. I didn't mean to poison the well, but there we are. All right, we'll move on to Seattle from Denver. With That's a good band, by the way, Chris. <laughs> with the uh, the ninth overall pick, Russ, uh, you got you got Seattle. You got a team who needs a quarterback. Um, yeah. I feel like this might be a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an easy one. It would be hard to pass on Evan Neal if I'm sitting there, but I could certainly see Malik Willis being the guy just simply because I could not trust Drew Locke going into this. I got DK Metcalf. He's already sending out kind of odd tweets, and I'm, I don't want him to leave, and I want to pay him, and uh, I would go Malik Willis. I feel like that one would make uh, make a lot of sense. Malik, no matter what. All right. I didn't see your paper there, Riz. That's okay. My handwriting is atrocious. So <laughs> I have a feeling it said something like Malik Willis, but in, in oh, no, I, I was recapping what we've done. Oh, and you saw me cross out Evan Neal. Got it. Oh, I'm Evan writing Neal. it down. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Scott, where are you at? So to me, I think uh, Willis is Willis makes a ton of sense. Evan Neal would make a ton of sense. Derek Stingley makes some sense here. Can they get uh, get away from some of the off the field stuff and the production sort of waning the last couple of years? You know, um, if Derek Stingley can get back to his freshman season type of play, that's kind of Seattle's brand, right? So, um, you know, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. And about you know what? That, that's guys, Pete Carroll's brand yeah, of getting yeah. getting guys who have maybe fallen upon a little bit of a harder time. Um, this is what he did with, with Dwayne Brown, who kind of got dogged in Houston for reasons that weren't all his fault. And they've made him into a, a fairly reputable starting offensive tackle. They, they need another one. Uh, you've got – look, this is, a, this is a time, though, 
They have just traded away Russell Wilson. We had this conversation last year with the Lions. You have traded away the face of your franchise for the last decade. If you're ever going to do something radical, now is the time to do it. The Lions chose not to. Is Pete Carroll like that? I'm, John Schneider like that? Like they, They've been guys that have taken big swings before. Yeah, I mean, and, Pete Carroll destroyed USC before he left. I mean, why wouldn't he uh, take a big swing here? He, he is the oldest first. coach in the NFL. <laughs> I hate USC, but I, I still think he was. You know, anyway, <laughs> I have feelings. I, mean, I think Willis Carroll. makes a ton of sense here for what they like to do. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. If, if you're looking to recapture the the uh, Russell Wilson magic, Malik Willis can certainly. Even with his propensity to run straight backwards for 15 yards when he's pressured, like Russell Wilson used to do, like somehow yep. got away with it. Like th- th- this is way, way, way too high for my taste for Malik Willis. But I'm again, I'm not running an NFL team, so he's he's gonna go in this range um, to to keep it credible as, as credible as we think we can do it. Now that. I don't know though, they man. got enough. Dra- I think they got enough draft capital too to make to to make this work. To where you can take Malik, you can kind of build maybe around him in the second round, and things. And they like do that have well. good receivers with big. Like, I know Tyler Lockett's small, but he's a great like catcher of the football. DK Metcalf, pretty good I mean, catcher of the football. He can catch those those passes that that you know might be super hot and super high or behind you or things <laughs> like that. They, they've got that kind of talent, so. All right, so did we land on one, Willis? We'll, we'll do Malik. Let's do Malik. Yeah. All right. All right. Steelers fans are aghast right now. <laughs> Russ, I promise I've got a, an interesting team for you to pick next with. Don't worry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> we got the Jets, Riz, back in New York with you. Swing in the All emerald right. green. So, so we had them take Sauce Gardner first. Yep. Actually, um, let me recap really quick, Riz, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, please do. Let me go through. We've got uh, all the way through Seattle right now, so we're, we're nine picks in. We've got Jacksonville with Tavon Walker. Uh, the Lions took Aiden Hutchinson. The Texans took Kayvon Thibodeau. The Jets took Sauce Gardner. The Giants took Equanu. <laughs> Carolina took Kenny Pickett. New York Giants took Jermaine Johnson. Atlanta Falcons took Garrett Wilson with Seattle. Just now taking Malik Willis or Jeff Risden and the New York Jets. You are on the clock. Wow. It's Evan Neal or Kyle Hamilton here. Um, I'm not accepting any other entries. (laughs) 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 Um, They need both. (laughs) If you can find a way to make that happen. Like we talked about them possibly taking Neal at four. We settled on Sauce because he's the clear-cut number one cornerback, and there isn't anybody else close. We are now to the point where they, if they need an offensive tackle, there is going to be a drop-off after Evan Neal um, with, with like Crossing going to be there, Trevor Penning going to be there the next time they get to pick. They're looking then at Bernard Ryman um, from Central Michigan. Like th- th- there's, there's a pretty significant drop there. At safety, again, Kyle Hamilton, my number one player in this draft. But, uh, like, Dax Hill's still out there. You know, there's a lot of really good day. There's even day three safeties. We talked about this with with Emery on the show last week, Chris. There's day three safeties that I think are going to be starters in the NFL. Like, do you really value that, like, that gap? Is is it that big? I don't know, man. So I I I kind of lean Neil from the the value and drop off standpoint. Do we think wide receivers in play here? 
It probably should be. <laughs> I mean, they have but, yeah. but, but Elijah ooh. Moore from last year. Yeah, They have Corey Davis still. You have, um, I'm blanking on his name, the tight end from Cincinnati who's come over in free agency. CJ Uzama. Yeah, yeah Uzama. Uh, Traylon Burks would make a ton of sense here as a uh, stylistic fit for what you already have, which is smaller, more explosive slot receiver, smooth outside X receiver, and then a guy who's just big and huge and tough to get to the ground and and Anquan uh, player Bolden you might want to speed. What's that? <laughs> Anquan Bolden with speed. Yeah. And and if your quarterback um is a smart guy and and, and can get the ball out quick to to a player like into his hands, that's good stuff, right? That's I think that makes some sense. But are there better ways to build around what they've done? Are, are there better? Are there better? Uh, you know, is Hamilton would Hamilton almost be a lock no brainer? Make the pick and run it to the podium here. Uh, they did sign Jordan Whitehead, who's a pretty good. Yep. He's a capable starting safety. Um, their other projected starting safety right now. Again, I'm looking at our lads off this. Is Ashton Davis, who was a third round pick a couple years ago. He's not bad. Yeah, uh, they they do have um, Lamarcus Joyner. They do have. Um, Will Parks isn't isn't awful. Like they're not awful there. Like I I could I could see them issuing it for a round on that. Um, yeah, they're honestly their defensive front they they could be solid. Like with what they got, like Carl Lawson if he comes back healthy, Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Rankins, John Franklin Myers, criminally underrated dude. They they added Solomon Thomas. They they got Nathan Chat like. I mean, you throw a receiver in the mix there that completes your offense, and I think you're competing. If you're getting good quarterback play. You're trying to catch Buffalo. How do you catch Buffalo? I think Kansas City showed that. you got to score against Buffalo. (laughs) That's the way to go. You're not going to stop them. (laughs) you got to try to outscore them. So there's there's some logic to that. I have to push for a decision. Russ, get to knock some sense into these guys. Um, well, I'm not the right guy for that, but, uh, I mean, I could, I, I could see, you know, the Traylon Burks things. I, I, me personally, I'm a little bit lower on Burks. Um, and me and Scott talked about this last week. I'm a little lower on Burks. I think, you know, maybe trading up from like 35, maybe moving up to, you know, 27 or something like that, or maybe even 28, like green Bay trading out. Maybe they swap third rounders, so the Jets would give up 69 to get 92, and, and basically Green Bay would drop down seven spots from the first round to the second round, and maybe that's where a Trayvon Burks comes in or a Christian Watson. But in this regard, and I like that even more considering the fact that an Evan Neal is there. So like that's the, the position I'm leading to. I do like the thought of Drake London. I think it'd be a great fit for like the 50-50 balls, the, the ability that he can get down the field and how that would really help Zach Wilson, I think, vertically – but with Evan Neal sitting there, how much we were talking about him at four um, and all of these offensive tackles, I just I think that would be the pick um, just because it's a little – I want to think a little bit safer, safer and it helps because Mekhi Becton's missed so much time in, in the last uh, twenty you know 26 career games played. He's missed 14 games. There's Russ talking smart. I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah, I think, I think that makes sense. Evan Neal. Right, Evan Neal. There we go. Put it, put it in See, the I knew you could do it, Russ. You undersold yourself. You got the White Castle slider hands. Those things Junior are Junior Whoppers now, baby. Junior Whoppers. <laughs> Home of the Whopper. Nice. Home of the Whopper. 
<laughs> All right, let's uh, roll on now uh, from <laughs> from the New York Jets and Evan Neal. We're moving forward to the Washington football team, the Commandos, <laughs> um, the the Commodes, whatever they are this week. Uh, what do you got, uh, Scott? Go ahead and uh, take the the bull by the horns on this one. Layup. It's a layup. I want to start right now. It's got to be Kyle Hamilton, correct? Yeah. Yeah. No I debate mean, needed. <laughs> you could, I mean, if you want to debate, you can debate Matt Corral if you want. They need a quarterback long term, but, you know, I mean, I think it's Hamilton. In this scenario, Hamilton falls out of the top 10 and it's almost like it's a gift. Take it. Duke Tomlinson from the chat, Washington criminals nailed it. That was a good one. I like that. All right. Yes. I think uh, Kyle Hamilton is, is an easy slide on this one. Let's just keep moving and we'll get to the Minnesota Vikings, the beast from the North. Uh, Russ, what do you think? Who you got the Vikings grabbing here? Well, I mean, all the edge rushers that I like are gone. Um, uh, Some of the offensive tackles I like are gone. I don't see them going that route. I could see it getting a little splashy here, maybe a Drake London, because you could put him in the slot um, and have that kind of big slot ability for him, and and he could even play a little outside. But the player I just circled to, and and I, I will throw another name real quick, Jordan Davis. I do like him in the middle of this defense just because of how athletic he is, the size. You pair him up with Dalvin Tomlinson. I think it's a really good fit with this regime, but... The, the player I like, and it's because Anthony Barr is on his last year of his deal, that is Devin Lloyd out of Utah. I think very versatile. I think I don't want to say he's comparable to Anthony Barr, but I think maybe he could play in a similar role to Anthony Barr and maybe play a little bit off the edge, play in the middle. And I, with the new regime, I don't want to say this is a safe pick, but it just kind of helps uh, clean up some things in the middle of that defense. Excellent. Let me go right to Riz to have him react to a linebacker ahead of the third round. Uh, he 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 is actually looking at my. He is the best player on my board still available. Yeah. So uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Come fight on, that. They, I wanted a reaction, Riz. That's all you got. They can use that. <laughs> they, it's, can, it's they can they can they can use a Devin Lloyd. He has some of the abilities that Micah Parsons showed in in Dallas. He can rush off the edge if you need him to. He can play as your your tight end eraser if you need him to. He's not quite as disciplined in, ta- in tackling form and not quite as rangy as Micah Parsons is, but he, he's the the thing with with Lloyd is I think a lot of people in the draft community made up their minds on him early, and like he was good, but he wasn't like superlatively good early. If you watch Utah as the the season progressed, that guy got amazing as the season went on. Like he figured out how better to play with the guys that were around him. That's really important to me <laughs> because, like, if you, if you can't fit with who you're with, what what good is your talent? And he 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 acclimated very well to the players and the talent that was around him. And I think that that's that's mighty appealing for here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll I know Scott's going to say this, but I will also bring it. This is a franchise that loves. I, I know they have a new regime. I know they have a new GM who's from Cleveland. Kwesiad Hufu Mensa, who's going to be really good, and we're, we, we should all be sad as Lions fans that he's there. This is a franchise that loves taking defensive backs early, and mm. we're looking at Daryl Stingley here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Stingley. Yeah, and that's where I would go with it. Is, is Stingley more... Uh, and they do need him. <laughs> yes. That's so Patrick Peterson, he won't play forever. Yeah. 
All right. So I mean, it's 50 50, right? Like it's uh, I can I can make an argument for both. Yeah, so both then you go to the, the, the positional value. What's more important, cornerback or linebacker? Corner. There you go. <laughs> Daryl Stingley it is. <laughs> Russ, any any strong arguments against her? We're moving on. All right. So the names coming nope, in. I like it. Washington. I'm up with Patrick Peterson. <laughs> there you go. Got the names coming in for Washington. Derek Stingley. Washington I'm, 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 I'm old. Assassins. I think of, yeah. of Derek. Daryl. It's Derek Stingley. Yeah, I call myself it. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on now to the Google Daryl Stingley, by the way, kids. Sad story. <laughs> move on yeah. to the Texans. Um, I don't remember where I left off. Let's uh, let's go to Riz. Riz, what, you, you, you're Houston-faced. Go ahead sure. and uh, take care of the Texans here. All right, so we got Kayvon Thibodeau with the first. This is a team that needs everything. They are sad that Kyle Hamilton is gone. And by the way, just if 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 we're doing reality, if Kyle Hamilton's still on the board at 13, like – it's instantaneous card turn in from Nick Casario, the GM. Like now, now make it happen. They still need everything. They need. I mean, so we're looking at and who's the best on the board here. They do need linebackers. They need pass rushers, even with taking Thibodeau. They still have a need for that. They need cornerbacks. I know they signed Steven Nelson today. Steven Nelson is a one-year stopgap for them. Um, a good one. But this this is a team that is living right now off of Brown's cast-offs in their secondary. Eric Murray is the best player in their secondary. Now that Justin Reed is in Kansas City. Like, I, I like Eric Murray. He's a good dude, but he, like... Tavier Thomas is their number two corner right now. He was the number seven corner in Cleveland. So that, that tells you where they're at talent wise. But we just took a cornerback. You know, do we, do we think of, of another corner here that, 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 that's high? I, I don't like, I'd like to. Andrew, Andrew Booth, maybe, but that seems higher than the NFL is on him. I don't know. Um, Pass rush again. You, you, I don't think they're going to do that. Is Jordan Davis an option here? They actually have a solid defensive tackle. Like they like Roy Lopez a lot. They have Malik Collins, but you need more than two guys. And that, what that's about Devonte Wyatt here? Devonte Wyatt makes a lot of sense. That that's that's a good thought too, as an interior disruptor who can make things happen and squeeze. Players into and remember yeah, this is a Tampa two defense, so you know you're rushing four now to to love Lovey Smith as their head coach. He was a defensive coordinator last year. He got promoted. He did blitz a lot more than what Lions fans would remember him doing in Chicago towards the end of the season in order to create more pressure. He did mix his coverages up a little bit, but at heart, this is a guy who is, you know, descended from the right hand of the godfather of the, of the Tampa two. I mean, it's it's tough to see him deviating too much from that. You've got to have you've got to have corners that can tackle too. Andrew Booth, pretty good cornerback. He's not a great tackler. Sauce yeah. certainly isn't a great tackler. That that's that's one of the reasons why he's not going too. Like I, the, the, this is a tough one with Hamilton off the board because uh, I, I had it in my mind that he was going to last year and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Brandon Cooks, you have Nico Collins, you have and they like Nico. Know, <laughs> they do they like do, him. But you do need help there. Any consideration to the concept of a Jamison Williams or an Alave? Different guys. Mm-hmm. Alave would really open up some things for that offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes things worse <laughs> for us <laughs> trying to trying to figure this out. 
Yeah, and and again, it's tough to know because like Nick Casario is their GM, but they still have Jack Easterby Rasputin in place. Like, how much is he gonna want to weigh in with his weird ideas? Like that that's a, that's a variable. It's 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 like Jerry Jones in J- Dallas to an umph degree. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a wild card above all other wild cards, man. <laughs> all right, come on, we've got to we've got to land somewhere, gentlemen. And thank you, Mike Hodges, for doing the the yeoman's work there with uh, following up on the the picks for us along the way. Appreciate that in the chat. Jeff, what do you think? You're the Houston guy. Oh man, <sighs> did you even did you even mention an offensive tackle here? And they need that, too. Um, they are in a pickle with Titus Howard, um, who sucks everywhere. And he was their first runner a few years ago. By the way, Titus Howard, his easiest natural comparison is is Trevor Penning, who would be the next tackle in line here. Like a developmental oh, FCS-level tackle. Who's- Cross is still here, but Cross oh. is a left tackle. And you got Laramie Tunsil. And it just doesn't fit right. It doesn't, but Tunsil is movable, <laughs> if that makes sense. I, I, I had omitted Charles Cross. That's that's probably the pick, honestly, um, because okay. I, I think – thank you for bringing up my blind spot there. That's good. I like it. Charles Cross. Russ, do you want to argue and make us drag through Texas anymore, or are we okay? We're good. It's <laughs> a big right. enough state. Let's get out of there. All right, heading on over. To the the beautiful streets of Baltimore, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's hand it off to Scott. Scott, where do you think we're, we're living in the wire here? Who who are they picking? I mean, I think interior defensive tackle is a huge need for them. Uh, offensive line is a need for them. Um, we just saw all these guys come off the board. Trevor Penning might be somebody that intrigues them, but I think they're they're. Uh, they kind of, I think they kind of look at the defensive side of the ball first. And to me, this is Devonte Wyatt or Jordan Davis. And it's just a matter of exactly what are you looking for? Uh, um, I'd want Wyatt. So I would be, that's where, that's where I'd be is, is, uh, you know, pound the table for Devonte Wyatt in this scenario. Russ, you have the floor. Oh man. I mean, I look, I, I know I keep bringing up offensive tackles and maybe it's just because I love these guys. I love offensive linemen. Um, I, I could totally see them going Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. That just screams Baltimore Raven. I know he's a little bit undersized. I could see them going that route. I could see Trevor Penning just because he, he kind of fits that offensive tackle that they might need the aggressiveness, being able to run the football. I do like the thought of the defensive tackle here though, but didn't they bring back Michael Pierce? So I don't know if they would necessarily go that route in the first round, I'm kind of leaning towards one of the offensive linemen um, in either Penning or Linderbaum, if I had to be honest, because I, I I don't have their depth chart up, but whoever their center is, I don't even know his name. I like I I don't even I can't up. even I can't even place his face in my head of who their he is. current got- projected starting center is someone called Tristan Colon Castillo, and I have no freaking idea who that is. I've never I don't know who that is. Someone called, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's not. He's on the side of he a apparently played in Missouri. <laughs> He's on the side of a milk. I don't know who that is. The, the I, 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 don't, I don't remember this guy at all. <laughs> Seriously. He was a street free agent in 2020. 
Um, that would be the direction I would go. If it were me, I would, I'd be looking at Linderbaum. Um, I think he's one of the you know 10 or 15 best players in this draft. You're sitting here at 14. I think you kind of plug him and play him. But that that's just my perspective. I mean, again, I, I could see Wyatt or Davis, but bringing in Pierce, I would I would have to upgrade my offensive line here for, for Lamar. I would also throw in the name of Devin Lloyd here. They do need help at linebacker. They have Patrick Queen, who hasn't been all that they lived up to. They don't have a lot else around him. Um, he certainly fits the Baltimore Ravens MO of what they want in the middle of their defense as a movable weapon who can attack from all over the place. That's that's a guy that I would also consider here. I'm I'm not really looking at any other positions. That they're, they're they're good enough there. Um I, I would I would I have said this ever since they drafted him. They've got to get Lamar Jackson, a big guy who can actually catch the damn ball. Um, when your number one wide receiver is smaller than my seventh grade daughter, and that's what Marquise Brown is, you probably need some more size there, but they they haven't shown any propensity to try it. Well, they tried with the dude from Notre Dame who just sucked, and they, they cut him this offseason, but they, they got to get a, a big wide receiver, too. It's Drake London, who I don't even have as a first-round player, is still on the board here and the NFL is going to take him sooner or later. So he's got to probably be in the conversation too. But does he fit at all with what Lamar Jackson does as a thrower? No. Who Traylon does Burks does. Traylon Burks absolutely fits because Lamar loves to hit guys who are just breaking out of their cut and hitting it. He's not a contested catch guy. He's, he's no. learned that from having to throw to Marquise Brown all these times. <laughs> So and he's so mobile. That's what makes it so tough. You think about the injury to Lamar. Do they? I, I like the Linderbaum idea angle, right? I, I like thinking of that. That hey, we had a quarterback hurt. We want to lean towards protecting him, but because of the way he plays, do you kind of give that up and go for the the wide out instead? That's the Burks thing is intriguing, man, because of the amount of split zone stuff that he did. Kind of aligned as an H back in and out of the slot, orbit motions, jet motions. I mean, my pants are on, but my pants might come off here. Put, put him with Mark Andrews. That's that's nice. Uh-huh. That's kind. That's kind of nice, Scott. And you have speed. You have Rashad Bateman that you had that you brought in last year. Yeah. You have Marquise Brown streaking down the field, and then there's just just this dude hanging around the line of scrimmage, who's 225 pounds and is just a a moving train. Good luck. Did we land on Burks? I like that. I, I'm for it. I want to get on the whiteboard right now. Good Lord. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Traylon Burks to the Baltimore Ravens. Moving on, we're going to take you up to Philly. Dodge the batteries. Russ, who do they get a, Who do they grab here at uh, 18? Sorry, not 18. 14 overall. 15. Hold on. Yes, 15. 15. My, number, I, my numbers aren't aligned with my lines. I drew a line to it. Sorry. Number 15 overall. I will get away from the offensive lineman here. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I could see them going that route more so at probably interior offensive linemen because, I mean, at some point, Jason Kelsey is going to retire. But in this spot, I like the thought of Devontae Wyatt here. I, I really do. Um, I, I like the fit next to Fletcher Cox. I like being able for him to kind of learn that game and then the, the ability to change direction, that lower body flexibility from him. I think you kind of take him and with two first rounders here, you take him and you just hope that he kind of sticks and, and really explodes to the next level and becomes the, the, the better uh, Georgia defensive tackles. Riz, where are you at? 
that that's a fine pick for me. Um, the only other thing I would say is their Philly fans are always complaining about their secondary. Mm-hmm. Again, you're looking at guys like it's a weird spot for a corner, but I like Andrew Booth a lot. I I think he's better than Stingley as as a, as a overall prospect. Kair Elam, this is probably early for him, but that that that's a playmaking guy that you can put in there. Like I, they're probably not going to do that though. Let's um, go get What about Jackson Hill? And and mm. he is absolutely like I I love him in this range, and that 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 is certainly a need. And and the idea of him playing next to Darius Slade, quite frankly, is very appealing. <laughs> Um, because because I, I honestly I think Daxon Hill is going to play in the slot for at least his yep. first year in the NFL. Yeah, and he's going to be damn good at it. He is the best slot corner prospect in this draft. Um, and actually, the two best slot corner prospects in this draft played safety in college, and Daxon Hill and, and Jalen Peter. So you're looking at versatility there. This is a team that has again they have a new regime now, but they've had a history of drafting those kind of. You know, slot corner slash free safety guys, guys like Marcus Joyner and uh, 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 what's his name, Mills um, from Florida. Jalen Mills. Yeah, they yeah. they, they kind of gravitate towards those guys, and, and you know, there's you know organizational you know a movement towards that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's probably early for that though. Yeah, and I don't know, I. Offensive line is probably all like Linderbaum isn't a bad idea here. Russ, he finally steps off it, and here they come back. I know, I, I drag you back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zion Johnson isn't a bad idea here either. Um, and yeah. he he is he's looking pretty lonely on my draft board right now. <laughs> he's my number yeah. nine player. So, <laughs> all right, Scott. What do you think, Scott? Any thought to wide receiver? Yeah. I mean, Olave. they have Devontae Smith, and... They did take him last year. Yep. Um, let me look at their depth chart. I don't even have it up yet. Let me pull it up. They've got Jalen Rieger, who they're trying to trade. Um, one of the most easily predictable busts of all time in J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Um, and uh, Quez Watkins, he's all right. Greg Ward is okay as your slot. You're good in slot. They do need a number number one A wide receiver to pair with Devontae Smith, preferably someone with some size, which probably leads us down the uh, <laughs> Drake London Road, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I think that makes sense. I think if you're looking to to stretch the field, then Jamison Williams might be that guy as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, to me, it, at this point, I think London is an intriguing player. It's just. How, what is, you know, what is Hertz's long-term future as a starter there? Because I think London needs a specific type of quarterback to, to give him chances. And that's not like, yeah. that's not Jalen Hurts. No, no, he's not. A, he's so, not a good fit with that. Right. No. So, so are you me, drafting maybe Jamison Williams there? Right. Are you drafting to help Jalen Hurts? Or are you drafting for your long-term franchise vision? There you and, go. Everything that we've heard out of Philly, and I'll, I'll speak collectively for all of us, is that they really want Jalen Hurts to work. Much in the way that the Lions really want Jared Goff to work. As sure. as pie in the sky as that might be for a lot of people to to devour. Like that that's where they're at. They they are in on Jalen Hurts, but not like committed in on him. But they would love to be. Much much the way that we are with Goff. So 
you're probably not drafting Drake London if you're trying to build around or make Jalen Hurts the best Jalen Hurts that he can be. Yeah. But if he's the best receiver by a bunch left, it might not be a horrible move. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you still got Chris Olave out there. You still got Jameson yeah. Williams. Yeah. There, there's a lot of receivers. There's Sky Morris. This is way too early for Sky Morris. And you're this picking way, again way, way too picks. early for Christian Watson. But, yeah. And, and that's the thing. There's so much depth at wide receiver that you can look to, to fill your other needs here. I'm not a huge Tyler Linderbaum fan, but he is certainly the best center in this class. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're yeah. looking to groom him, to see, the problem with him is he can't play guard. Like, no. a lot of times you want to do where you have your, your future center and you get him. Like, we did it with Frank Reg now. He plays a guard for a little bit, and then you move him inside when he's ready. And they they can't really do that. Linderbaum, he, he's he might be the weakest run blocking prospect who's considered this high in in what I can ever remember. Like he's just not that guy. And and when you're, when you're a guard, you've got to have some of that in you. Um, I don't care how your running game is and they need a running back by the way too, but they're not taking one here. They, this is a tough one. Um, and remember they traded, this is one. They're picking number 18 too. Yeah, we're not so. going to do trades on it, but this sure seems like it's a pick that's for sale. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough, but no one's buying today. You've got them picking here at 15 and then just three picks later at 18 as well. So um, yeah. a lot of the guys you're considering will be able to be picked up again in just a couple of picks. So what's the one guy that they could lose to New Orleans or the Chargers that they can't risk losing? I mean, Jordan Davis fits in there. I, yeah, Jordan, yeah. The Devontae do we, Wyatt. Do we like Davis or Wyatt to go first? I think Wyatt goes first, don't you guys? I do too, and that's why I think I. Okay. That's why the conversation around Wyatt here in front of uh, the Chargers makes sense. Yeah, that makes me. that makes a lot of sense because Fletcher Cox is is nearing the end. He's still great, but you know, yeah. And they, they don't have, like, they, they swung and missed with Marlon or Milton Williams last year. Um, that just didn't work. I'm going to yep. take an L on that one, too. But Yeah. You can't <laughs> felt your cocks forever. So, all right. We'll land on Devontae Wyatt. And we'll move on to pick number 16 with everybody's favorite New Orleans Saints. The, oh, the, the biggest proof in the NFL that the uh, salary cap is a social construct. Russell, why don't you take the yeah. Saints for us and lead the way? <laughs> Uh, leading the way here in New Orleans is a tough one. Um, man, I could see them going Trevor Penning here because he is available. They need the left tackle. Um, I could also see one of the wide receivers. Chris Olave makes a lot of sense. I do. I mean, we, I do believe that they like Desmond Ritter quite a bit. Um, I could see that being the guy. I, he's been in my mock draft with them both times. I, I know they got picked 19, so I could see yep. them waiting and, hoping that maybe Pittsburgh doesn't move up. Um, so with the, you know, Penning sitting there, the Chargers breathing down their neck. I, I like Trevor Penning. I just, I think you got to get that left tackle. And while Penning's a little raw, rough around the edges with his two-handed punches at times, I like this fit for him in New Orleans. Um, I'm, I'm with you. They, they've got to replace Teron Armstead, and they're not moving Ryan Ramchick. So that, that makes no. sense. Yep. And all their moves are to get – Expensive players cheap right now. 
So that makes sense to get a, a left tackle that spot. And they've got a pick again in just three spots, much like the Eagles do. So moving on, we'll say Trevor Penning for the New Orleans Saints. Um, that gets us through pick 16. Let me do a quick recap for everybody. First overall, Jacksonville took Trayvon Walker with the number two overall pick. The Lions took Aiden Hutchinson. The Texans took Kayvon Thibodeau. The Jets took Sauce Gardner. Uh, the Giants took Ekwonwu. Uh, Kenny Pickett goes to Carolina. Jermaine Johnson to the Giants. Garrett Wilson to Atlanta. Malik Willis to Seattle. Evan Neal to the Jets. Kyle Hamilton to the Washington Commodes. Derek Stingley to Minnesota. Charles Cross to the Texans. Traylon Burks to Baltimore. Devontae Wyatt to Philadelphia. And Trevor Penning to the New Orleans Saints. We're up to 17 now. L.A. Chargers. Um, Scott I'm not sure who owns this one. Why don't you just leave the, the, the pack on this for us? Jordan Davis. <clears throat> the idea of squeezing, uh, of Jordan Davis just collapsing the pocket and, and pushing quarterbacks to Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa is just gold in that, in that division where they need to stop the passing game. And I just, I think he facilitates a lot. Jordan Davis. Russ. I can't hear anything out of your ears. Your, your audio went away. It's kind of a blessing on its own. Russ, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish I wish the chart. I, I wish teams like New Orleans and Philly didn't have two first rounders. I wish the Chargers did because I would love the fit of Jordan Davis here. Um, I, I think that's one of the best fits in the first round. But I will say, kind of the wild card that I just have loved, and I think Scott knows what direction I'm going with. Jamison Williams out of Alabama, putting yeah. him in this offense with Justin Herbert makes so much sense with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I love the fit, but I will say I'm on board with Jordan Davis. Either one of those players, I think, is the guy for them. All right, Riz, you, you get a tiebreaker or somebody new for the game? What you couldn't hear was me looking for my pants when Scott was talking about uh, Jordan Davis in the middle of that <laughs> defense. Like, if you're going to win in the AFC West on defense, you better have a damn good one. And right now, that would be just unbelievable. So I I love Jordan Davis here. I'm not opposed to wide receiver either, but again, you can get a wide receiver in the second round with their pick that's going to be pretty darn close to what they could get in the first round. And that that's where that that shading of value is, like we talked about with the safeties. Um, that there is a drop off from Jordan Davis to the next nose tackle. Um, as much as I like, as much as I like uh, uh, the dude from UConn, like he he ain't Jordan Davis. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jordan Jordan Davis is healthy motivated Sean Rogers, who as frequent listeners will know is my favorite lion of all time. There you go. <laughs> all right. We've got Jordan Davis going to the LA chargers that moves on to pick number 18. Philadelphia is back on the board. Um, I'm going to go to Russ. Russ, you get the batteries again. <laughs> I was life in Philadelphia. They're yeah, D I mean, cells, pretty- man. They don't hit too hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty good when both, you know some of the receivers are still there. Um, I do like the the thought of Jamison Williams with this speed, but I'm going to go with with the guy that I, I think is just so consistent. And with Jalen Hurts, he needs a guy that can create separation. I love the thought of Chris Olave in that offense. Um, you know, you put him in there, you can play him in the slot, play him outside, wherever you want to do. Um, he's going to create separation. And as they kind of run their RPO stuff out of the backfield, that will give plenty of time for Olave to create separation and be wide open. So I. I love that fit. All right, Riz, I saw some pants loosening. 
You good with the um, Olave pick there? Devin, Devin Lloyd is still on the board here. I think we talked about him their first time around. He certainly still makes a lot of sense um, as the top off-ball linebacker in this draft. He is my best player available still. Um, he is my number five overall player. Um, I, I'm looking at my board now. Zion Johnson is still the, mm-hmm. on the board. They don't necessarily need him, but he, he's, he's damn good. Um, the other players then we're getting to that I still have above this, Daxton Hill, Matt Corral. They're not taking Matt Corral. Um, Andrew Booth, George Karloftis is still around. I'm just going off the, the guys that are on my personal board here. Uh, Trent McDuffie. Um, again, they, they probably don't need that that kind of a corner, so you're ruling out Booth and McDuffie there. But like, any thought to Devin Lloyd here, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> if you're really wanting your quarterback to work, you need to give him pieces to allow him to work. You do. And Alave's game is tailor made for. Uh, instant separation and making things easy for a quarterback. He's so good. <laughs> he is. And, and just so smooth and fluid. Um, I think it would be Olave over a linebacker just for, for trying. I agree. To I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring it up to make sure that it was yeah. discussed. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay. did we land Chris Olave? Yep. Yep. Okay. And moving on to number 19. Uh, we'll move to you, Riz. We've got the New Orleans Saints back up. What do you think? Again, um, so th- the first time around, just so we're clear, they took Trevor Penning. So they are still in dire need of a wide receiver. Who are we looking at a wide receiver here that's still on the board? We've got – so Burks is gone. Uh, Wilson is gone. Olave. Wilson is gone, and Olave just went. So you're looking at Jamison Williams. Uh, he's certainly appealing. Jahan Dotson is there. He's more of a slot. Drake London is still here. If you're a believer in him, that that's probably where you're looking at wide receiver. Um, that th- they absolutely need that. Could they take Matt Corral at quarterback? Could they? He's because we do have Malik Willis and uh, and Kenny Pickett are both gone. If you uh, want to make sure that you're getting or Desmond Ritter for that, and, and actually Ritter probably makes more sense. Uh, I, I think the NFL views Ritter higher than they do Corral, so he's probably the, the discussion at quarterback here. If you're looking for the, your quarterback of the future, so your quarterback right now is Jameis Winston. Is yep. there a quarterback in the NFL who will give his his receivers more of a chance? To make a play than Jameis Winston? <laughs> no, no. Drake London no, is a great not. fit. Maybe Stafford, but that's about fit. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're building, if you're trying to get Winston resolved and get some production from him, London would be a really, really smart move here. Yeah, that makes sense. Any argument, Russ? Nah, yeah, give him some help. Give him, give him a hard time. <laughs> I mean, look, I I do like the thought of Ritter, but I I could I could definitely see um see the move for the wide receiver and and you know with how this whole thing is sh- kind of shaked out, I, I just I think they've put themselves in a perfect position for offensive tackle and wide receiver, so I, I'm fine with London. All right, Drake London goes to New Orleans. Drake. Okay. Drake. Unfortunately for um Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Malik Willis is already gone. <laughs> Luckily, he signed himself a biscuit this year, so he's happy. Uh, Pittsburgh at number 20. Scott, what do you think they're grabbing? Devin Lloyd. Yep. 
they are desperate to get rid of Devin Bush. So yes, Devin Lloyd is an easy pick here. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Yes. No brainer. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. Russ, you've got the you've got the mic here. You get to put yourself in the seat of the the master. Um, our, our our favorite man, Bill Belichick in New England. Who do you think he's going to pull? Out? I mean, he is he is a creator of coaches. Who could who has turned out a better tree of staff <laughs> than uh, Bill Belichick? Uh, I can't even do it. I actually like the McDaniel's hiring in Las Vegas, but you're not wrong. I, I, I think that's going to be a real interesting kind of play. But we, we can get that in one of our our shows coming up. Russ, who do you yeah. got the 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 New England Patriots? Uh, line of coaching geniuses grabbing here <laughs> man it, this one is so tough um you know I, I think with you know getting rid of um Shaq mason i i do like you know first and foremost i do like the thought of a wide receiver for mac jones jamison williams is there um it's going to be really hard for me to pass on him but with Devontae parker kendrick Bourne, jacoby myers with how this team i mean nelson aguilar with how this team commits to running the football, I just don't see them going this route. If you want to run the football, you go down the road here to Boston College, you take Zion Johnson, you plug him in at right guard and you prosper. I just I don't I don't see it going any other way. I I, I could see defense, you know, maybe you look at a Karloff this, maybe you look at uh you know, maybe it's um freaking Daxton Hill, but at the end of the day, I just I got to go this route. It's got to be Zion Johnson. Got you. All right. I think I just saw acquiescence and agreement across. I will tell you that, that my, one of my immediate supervisor at the wire networks is a Patriots guy. And he wrote down in our wire slack, Zion Johnson, no matter what, (laughs) that's good enough for me. (laughs) There you go. All right. Excellent. We got Zion Johnson. That moves us then to number 22, Riz's favorite team. He's been a lifelong fan. The Green Bay Packers. You get to sit in the big chair and pick for the pack. Who do you got, Riz? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) What what do I think they will do is tougher. Uh, George Karloftis makes some sense. Jamison Williams makes some sense. I will tell you, though, that the, the chatter that I see on Twitter a lot and that has infiltrated in other places that I, they seem to really, really like Christian Watson. This is absurdly high to take him, in my opinion, but they have done this. They, they took Jordan Love 85 spots before they were supposed to. Like, they do this. This is what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I don't know. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, You've, if you want to maximize Aaron Rodgers, you damn well better get him better wide receivers. Now that Devontae Adams is gone, they haven't replaced him. Christian Watson is the most physically similar receiver to him. He can't catch, but that seems to be a secondary issue. <laughs> and yeah. If you'll remember, as a rookie, Packers fans freaking hated Devontae Adams. They wanted him gone because he couldn't catch either. He figured it out. Uh, that that's the hope with with Christian Watson too. <laughs> Christian Watson's interesting. I just saw something on him today that his drop rate was higher than Eric. He had Watts. a twenty point four percent drop rate last year. That is four times what Eric Ebron's is. So think about that. He's dropping 
Like, if you throw him 20 passes, he's dropping six more of them than Eric Ebron is. Think about that for a second. (laughs) All right. But the Packers fans sure seem to think he's the guy. (laughs) Well, hopefully he keeps it up if that's their guy. Scott, I see you chewing. Russ, what do you think? I mean, obviously, I could I could see Christian Watson being maybe the guy at twenty eight. Jamison Williams um, makes much more sense. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I mean, if we talk about hands, I don't think there's a, a better pass catcher in the draft than Jahan Dotson. Uh, just his ability Agreed. to consistently catch away from his body and his frame. Um, but Jamison Williams, I mean, just being able to take the top off of some defenses and what he can do, I like this pick a lot and i think if he's sitting there you you're you're taking him i just i think with what he can do you take him so we land does it concern you though that he's not going to be available for at least the start of his rookie season when you're in win now yeah they have alan lazard they're fine (laughs) (laughs) you almost said that with a straight face (laughs) what (laughs) that's true man that's true no big deal Okay, I missed it. Who did we land on? I don't know, man. Any other any other positional thoughts, Scott, where they might go? I mean, would you take the Central Michigan tackle? I personally wouldn't, no. But, again, this is a team that takes people routinely, you know, 50 to 100 spots higher than they should be. And trades so, for them. And, and it works for them. Here. <laughs> this is a team that took I Derek Sherrod at this very spot. Like, that guy was not even in the 100s for a lot of teams. So, they, they don't care. Is Dax Hill an option right now? Just talent alone for Green Yes, Bay? he should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I said that today on uh, the fan in Green Bay. I could see that. Do we just oh, talk? Oh, shameless or plug. I'm sorry. Hey. N- <laughs> hey I got I do small hands, time, folks. Give me it. a break. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are you guys believers in Christian Watson? I loved him until I saw the drop rate. I loved him at the Senior Bowl. He looked great. He he did everything right in the rain, in the in the dry, the whole thing. But man, that drop rate! And after experiencing Eric Ebron, and then watching others experience him and, and giggling at it, I'm I'm terrified of him myself. Well, so so to be fair to Watson, his career drop rate is only I think twelve percent. He he only had. And I'm going off memory here. I think he had two drops in 47 targets the year before. I think his career so, drop rate is still 2% higher than Ebron's was. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's, that's a problem. That makes it just, uh, that worries me, right? It's PTSD. And, and, and he did have up. a couple of drops at the senior bowl too. Yeah. Um, and like his, his route treat, like this, this is a guy you're hoping much like Malik Willis, you're hoping that everything goes right. And he fulfills his athletic potential. But does everything go right? Well, if you're Green Bay, it kind of does. So maybe maybe you, you're drunk on that power and you go with that. But uh, Dex Hill makes a lot of sense for them too. Although their their secondary is not bad, like they they've. But also, they've addressed their secondary a lot, and they're they're pretty good at finding good talent that fits what they want to do. So mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Dun, 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 dun. They need Russ. a linebacker too, but this is this is a little early for that. And they did bring Devondre Campbell back, which was a masterful stroke on their part. Yeah, damn it! <laughs> I hate it when the enemies do good things. And they did that. I mean, we are are we on Watson here? 
I don't know, man. The world would set on fire if this happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but holy cow. Well, let's do it. Let's do Christian Watson. We'll, we'll make uh, we'll make my guy uh, Zach Cruz happy. Christian Watson <laughs> to Green Bay. There we go. Uh, moving on, Scott, I put you in the seat of the Minnesota Vikings and their new front office. They've got you in as the key the key consultant, and uh, you're here at, uh, where are we at? Number 23. 23. This, Thank you. This is oh, Arizona. Sorry, Arizona. Right? It should be Arizona. Sorry, I, got the, I, wrote, I wrote it wrong. Arizona. Sorry. I always love hearing that song when I'm in Meyer. You got DeAndre Hopkins sitting there helping you out. Who do you got for Arizona, Scott? Um, This is Karloftis range for where I think he should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chandler um, Jones is gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and you know, a more of a power player with no bend, but a guy who's going to relentlessly get there. Um, he would be a player I'd be considering, and then I'd be looking at maybe some of the two of the Washington corners, McDuffie. You need, I mean, you need, you need to cover. So there's that, and then you know, I, I don't know who their safeties are. I should, but Buda Baker's good. <laughs> Dax Hill is still available, and it's just like he's he's like to me he's like a screaming value at this point. Yeah. Um. So to me, I'm I'm thinking Karloftis or Hill, and and if I'm really interested in in corner, I'm probably looking at the smaller. I'm looking at McDuffie, the smaller and maybe slot corner, um, from Washington. That's where I am with them. Okay. Russ, anybody beyond those three? That you're, you're I could at. certainly see Karloftis. If I'm Arizona, though, if I'm trying to replace Chandler Jones, I'm praying that David Ajabo falls to me in the second round and I can try to you know develop him into maybe Chandler Jones light. Um, I like the thought of Daxton Hill here. I mean, you're talking about maybe you know a little bit of a slot corner. I like McDuffie and everything, but I think we could all agree that Daxton Hill might be best suited for the slot, which I think we've already said, but would probably be a little bit of an upgrade over McDuffie in the slot regardless. Um, so I like the, the thought of Daxton Hill here. I know my boy uh, Damian Parson loves the, the Cardinals getting a defensive back here. So I I think that this would this would be a home run for them if it's Daxton Hill. There you go. I'm for it. Works for me. I like it. All right. Let's do it. Daxton Hill, it is for Arizona. I had a cleanup. I went down and looked at my head. I am very down. angry at because he was in pencil for my number 32 pick, but sorry, my happened. friend. <laughs> uh, let's move into the land of the the women with the largest hair in the United States, Dallas, um, where they all have trial husbands <laughs> that they trade in <laughs> for a future future prospect. Dallas. has been to Dallas recently. <laughs> I just love ripping on Dallas. Scott, why don't you take us down there? Um, oh, wait, you ran Arizona. I'm sorry. You're still in Arizona. You can't get to Dallas that quick. Russ, you're there. You're running Dallas for us. What do you got? Say hi to Jerry for us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man. Um, you know, I do like the thought of Tyler Linderbaum here, but, you know, Tyler Biotish, is he going to move from center to, to maybe left guard for them? It's possible. Um, and, I mean, I guess, you know, the way – as 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 uh, Jeff was talking about Tyler Linderbaum, you know he's not as high on him, and it instantly made me think back to the year uh, Connor Williams came out, and I was like, 
I was really high on Connor Williams and I struck out and obviously he's been decent, but he hasn't been great. And I'm like, am I going to strike out on Tyler Linderbaum as well? Have them, I had them both as top 10 players. So I'm like, this could be potentially the spot for him. Um, but I just look at the defensive side of the football and how, you know, this team, I, I, I just feel like they got to take, I feel like another corner in this defense makes a lot of sense. I do like the thought of maybe Andrew Booth or Trent McDuffie or maybe even a Kier Elam just for the simple fact that maybe he does develop into that true CB1 for them. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that. Or I, I get, um, I'm sorry, he's still on the board. Um, do we go Jamison Williams here? And we, I know they added you know, James Washington, but... Jamison Williams in the slot with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Oh, my God. They did lose did? Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper, so they do yeah. have a hole. And this is a this is a base three wide receiver offense. I, I think Jamison. I like that. I yeah. forgot. I forgot he was on the board. I'm sorry. What do we think of Kenyon Green? Oh. That, that makes sense to me, too, because they've lost a lot on their offensive line. And we know uh, as predictable as Jarrah is, is that he does like his offensive linemen high. That, yeah. That's what they do. He likes um, all his players high. Let's talk about- <laughs> would you Let's take him the over Linderbaum, though? Because they, they, I think they need a center more than they need any other position. Like Jarrah, Tyler Bayadash, he just hasn't worked out. Maybe yeah. try him at, at guard, but... Um, so I, think, I, think I, I know my friend John Owen would, would be player. going crazy right now if we don't take Tyler Linderbaum. <laughs> so, to me, I, you can find center. You can find uh, – I mean, look at uh, what the Lions did with when Ragnar went out. Yeah, and, he found Evan Brown. Right. So yeah. I, you can find those guys. but Get Cole Strange in the third. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, and that, but you're looking at – with, uh, with Kenyon Green, I think you're looking at a a, a pretty high level guard He's good. who fits in their scheme playing power football. Yeah. yeah. My note on him is that he sustains blocks better than any other pass prote- than any other blocker in this draft. Yeah. That's what they like. <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's good that makes for a lot of sense. It's good for ground game, it's good for uh, it's just good for the tone of what okay. you're trying to when do. When you're paying off. your running back six times what he should earn, you probably should cater to him. You need to pay some <laughs> yeah. millions for him to get we'll through him. I like it. I'm, I'm for it. All right. For, yeah. Can Let's you do it. Green it is. All right. Uh, moving forward, we'll get into Buffalo. Let me do uh, this really quick. We'll do a walkthrough on the picks thus far. Um, we've got Jacksonville, Trayvon Walker, the Detroit Lions with Aiden Hutchinson, the Texans with Kayvon Thibodeau, the New York Jets with Sauce Gardner, the Giants with Ekonwu. God, I got I'll get this. Yeah, the Lions are going to wind up with him. I know it. He's going to be my new Oruwariye. Kenny Pickett goes to Carolina. New York Giants to Jermaine Johnson. Atlanta grabs Garrett Wilson. Seattle, Malik Willis. The New York Jets, Evan Neal. Washington football team takes Kyle Hamilton. Minnesota takes Derek Stingley. Uh, Texans take Charles Cross. Baltimore takes Traylon Burks. Philadelphia takes Devontae Wyatt. New Orleans takes Trevor Penning. Uh, L.A. Chargers takes Davis. Sorry, I can't read my writing. Philadelphia takes Chris Olave. New Orleans takes Drake London. Pittsburgh takes Devin Lloyd. Zion Johnson goes 21 to New England. Green Bay takes Christian Watson at 22. Daxon Hill to Arizona. And 24, Dallas takes Kenyon Green. So that's where we are so far. That's the the run thus far. Don't forget cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Take care of your head, your body, and your brain, the whole thing. That's good stuff for you. 
Also, um, help us get to the 4K. We're doing the 4K thing. Don't forget about the super chat. We appreciate it. It's a, what are we, two hours in here? Two hours in. And uh, those super chats help us do our thing. And lastly, please like and subscribe to the show that helps us with the whole thingy doodle on the, the YouTuber thing. All right, let's get on to it. 25. <laughs> 25 overall. We've got the Buffalo Bilzos. And Russell, you have – no, sorry, Jeff, you have the pencil, No, g- give, give this to Russ because Russ, Russ uh, works with cover one, which is a uh, ostensibly a Bills thing. So I'll, I'll defer to him on this one. There you go. Well, if I don't give them Jamison Williams, I think I would be getting thrown through a table uh, tomorrow morning. So we got to go Jamison Williams. I just, there you go. How, how can you not with that offense? I don't disagree. About, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I get that Jamison Williams, he's a, he's a fantastic player, but for their needs, uh, specifically as out of the slot, Jahan Dotson really fits well. Yeah. He does. You're still looking at there, there's corners here too. Andrew Booth That's is still Gary here. Yep. Trent McDuffie's here. Kyrie Elam is still here. Yep. The, okay. the corners have fallen in our draft. Yeah. Um, and, and Buffalo, they do need a corner. They need a starting corner with uh, with what's happened with their you know, with um, uh, what's his name going to Pittsburgh. Like they they need somebody there. So that that. I, but but you're you're adamant on Williams, so I, I will defer to that. Or, uh, I, I will, too, right. because you think about that vertical threat and Josh Allen just, uh, you know, unlaunching seeds 70 yards downfield. Okay. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It makes sense. I just I, I think Jamison Williams on the outside, on the left side, Isaiah McKenzie on the right side, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox running up the seam and just have a field day. Somebody's going to be open. I agree. Jahan Dotson, I'm for it. Damn, but I want that. J- Jamison Williams is there, and in that in that AFC, you're going to have to put up points. And Jamison just makes sense. And with with corners, as sometimes you know, we know their first year isn't as great as we always kind of project. And I get it; Jamison's not going to be playing right away. But they don't really need him to play right away. They need him later in the year, the playoffs, and everything else. I, I like it. Yep. that's a good pick. We need we did yep. need to discuss it though. But I, I you've sold us. All right. <laughs> well, all done. That's why I wanted Russ to have the last word on Buffalo. Great job, Russ. Good job. All right, Riz, we'll give you the seat, the big chair for the Tennessee Titans, uh, picking number 26th overall. And, folks, just so you know, we are going through 34. We're not going to stop at 32 because we always go that extra two miles for everybody who needs it. All right, go ahead. George Karloftis. (laughs) I, yeah. Think of Mike Rabel. Who who would you compare George Karloftis to? Mike Vrabel. Like, <laughs> why not? Why they? And they do need help there. Like that they. Yeah. Uh, this one, they also need wide receiver help. I know that they don't necessarily think that, but they do. Uh, Julio Jones just didn't work. Drake London, he's still around, right? No, oh, he's gone. He's gone. So yeah. Dots Dotson makes sense here. Um, as a a slot receiver who can help Brian Tannehill, the, yeah, the, I, I'm I'm really leaning towards George Karloftis here. I like him a lot. I think I think Mike Vrabel will like him a lot. Scott, do you remember Agreed. Senior Bowl? What an absolute unit Vrabel was. I think I, yeah. I, he just he just reeks of Karloftis. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yes. I, I was really hoping this last year we'd see a Vrabel and uh, Campbell. Thumb wrestle match at minimum, but no, I didn't get to see any of that going on. But Carloftis uh, <laughs> is the guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Number 27 
Um, Scott, your favorite team, your favorite quarterback of all time, Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are they looking at in the draft this year? Um, okay, I, I'm, I'm not a Kyle Trask believer. No. Well, you, you are on an all. island here. <laughs> so, I mean, you need, you know, I don't know how, I don't know where they are long-term with, with their quarterback scenario, but I there is a guy available who I think is very worthy of being selected at this point in the draft. That's Matt Carell. It's just a matter of, you know, is that is that the kind of move that they would make? Um, it's a really good roster. Uh, I think that you need you need a playmaking receiver uh, with Godwin potentially missing a little time to start the season, and Mike Evans and and some other guys. Um, I like Jahan Dotson here. Uh, I think he fits what their needs are. Um, maybe they need interior offensive lineman players. Uh, they did lose somebody off that line, and I'm blanking on it. Alex, <laughs> but they did lose the starting center. Yeah, thank you. Alex yes, Kappa. Alex Kappa. So who's who's playing center for them? Ryan Jensen came back. Yeah, yeah, Jensen's back. So they need a. Oh, Jensen guard is back. Then. Okay, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say Linderbaum would be a really nice fit, but um, to me, it's it's wide receiver or developmental quarterback. But that doesn't necessarily help you. If you're bringing back a quarterback who's a, a trillion years old and you want to win now, mm-hmm. right? They, so to me, that's yeah. weapons. You need weapons. And Jahan Dotson, I think, fits a lot of what Brady likes, which is guys who are open early, security blanket types, uh, very reliable, catches everything. You know, I'd be, I would think that the that Brady would be happy with that pick. I will throw this out there for for argumentation. For they don't have much depth on their defensive line. Um, they're Vita Vea is great as a nose tackle. Then they've got William Golston and Ra- Raheem Nunez Roches. I mean, those guys are solid, but they're not difference makers. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Tryanshonika is he was fine as a, as a rookie pass rusher. I think the arrow's pointing up on him. Shaq Barrett on the other side, like they don't they don't have a lot of depth in their defensive front. The, do we address it here with? And let me look at who's available on that. Um, Boye Mafe? Boye Mafe is, is certainly in the conversation here. Obviously, the corners are still out. Um, they don't really need linebackers, um, specifically the type of linebackers that Lions fans are going to start clamoring for here because they've already got that in Devin White um, and Levante David. Um, cornerback Andrew Booth still here. George Pickens is still out there. Yeah. Is, we're, we're probably getting into the range where we need to start talking about him as a as a serious threat. Yeah. Um, Jake, Jake Juan Brisker is there, although uh, no, they've got uh, H1 Winfield, so they don't need him. Um, I'm going through Travis Jones, maybe as a defensive tackle. I, yep. we're, we're, Logan Hall. Logan Hall would be a very good fit for their defensive scheme as a juiced up version of Golston. Um, this is probably a little higher than most people would consider him, but he's. I, I tell you what, the buzz that came out of his Houston pro day is that he is a a very potential first rounder. Uh, he's he's played a five. He can play a seven. He can play a stand up. Uh, and what does the move to a defensive minded coach as your head coach do uh, yeah. in year one? Do you appease him by taking a player he likes and can work with? Yeah. You know and, what I mean, and, like. And by the way, he was at the Houston Cougars Pro Day. And Arians isn't going away. 
He's still in the front office. He's still he is. pulling strings, and he's still in people's ears. Right, so right. I, I wouldn't go too far away from from the Arian's mindset. I, I have a feeling there's a lot of mentoring kind of going on right now, as as because he engineered this change. Right? This was this was he Arian's did. move. He's a, he's a real good. And by guy. the way, good he's on gonna, him yep, yep. for doing it. He's a really good guy <laughs> doing these kinds of things, and yep. he's not going to do something like this and leave a guy to to struggle or drown. Right? He's going to help him along. Yeah. So I would. So what is, so what is no the position there. right now that that puts the uh, puts Tampa over the top. What is the one position that that changes it for them? And there can't be that many because that's a, no, a really good team. It's it is a really good team. They didn't bring everybody back, but like their their secondary looks pretty good. I'm, I'm looking at their depth chart now. I mean, if you get everybody healthy, they're they're good there. Um I, I was going to say like Lewis seen, but you know, they added Neil into that safety room. I, he's kind of that physical player. Um, I, I was looking at offensive line, but you know, they traded for Shaq Mason. I like the thought of Johan Johnson, right, but they, they but they brought in Russell Gage. So I'm like, yeah. man, like I don't, this one's tough. This might be the toughest first round pick it, so far, if hard. I'm being honest. Do they have um, to replace Antonio Brown? Back? You think Antonio Brown's coming back? No, I don't think he. I don't think he's ever going to play anywhere ever. I'm just saying. Is it possible it could be running back here? I know they. I know they brought Fournette back. Possible. I mean, where are you guys at with like Demarvin Leal or Perrion Winfrey? This is. This would be very early for them for me, but that doesn't mean that the NFL sees them that way. I, I do think it's early for interior defensive line. Uh, unless you're taking a guy that can really get to the passer, and well, Winfrey really does get to the passer, so he just he doesn't play the run at all. Like he's he's he is Nick Fairley, and that he's pass rushing on third and short. Like that's, that's my pro comp for him. <laughs> there you go. Hey, great minds, baby. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's that's what you need. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. And then talking about all this, how there's just such few holes. Is Matt Corral a player that long term you should you should be taking here? Chris, what do you think? You're you're in Tampa. Do, do they like Kyle Trask that no. much that they wouldn't do it? It's 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 interesting in Florida with the Gator, right? And the Gators are the dominant team in Florida uh, across the board right now. Um, Kyle Trask, there's no belief. <laughs> Kyle Trask is the guy. Uh, it's okay. it's it's Brady and then rebuild. End of story. And when Brady retired, it was okay. We're dumping it all out and starting over. I mean, that was that was the mentality. So with him back, I think it's it's exactly like Scott said. It's win now or die. So it's it's all in. I like Mafi. Yeah, he he makes sense, yes. and he's a guy that that can learn from and eventually usurp Shaq Barrett. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Let's do I that. Think that makes Oye Mafi. I like it. All right. Oye Mafi. That leaves us now to number twenty eight. And let's see, Russ. I'm going to give you the keys to the Green Bay. I got to. I got to say, hey to uh, Bo Gagarius uh, for not letting that Casanova Scott woo you into taking Willis or Thibodeau over Hutchinson at two. Casanova. <laughs> he does. This is somebody. Thanks, Bo. Appreciate somebody's been uh, hitting the sauce. <laughs> All right. So we move in. You've got the keys to the Green Bay franchise, Russ. What are you feeling here at uh, 28? He's still there. I I don't. I mean, I don't see this personally happening. I don't see them doubling down on the position. But Jahan Dotson is staring me in the face, and 
We talked about him enough at 22. We, we talk about the drop issues with Watson and then just the natural hands that is Jahan Dotson. I, I think you add him in and you give yourself easily a one and two type of playmaker for your offense, one that can win vertically with Watson um, and, and down in the red zone, regardless of the drops. And then Dotson with what he can do um, in all three areas of the field. I think it, I think it's a home run. And now you've given Aaron Rodgers in his last couple of years nothing to complain about and, and nothing exactly. but the opportunity to produce. Riz, what do you think? <sighs> I, I hate I it personally, but yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's what they do. <laughs> yep. Long and the short of it is that's what they do. <laughs> there there are really good corners still on the board here though. And yeah. I keep I keep banging the table for these guys. At some point they're gonna come. You're not the Casanova that Scott is. Scott, what do you that, think? That's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I you know, as a Lions fan, I would hate the idea of Christian Watson and Jahan Dotson being uh, Packers for a little while with Aaron Rodgers. God, they complement each other so perfectly. They really do. In fact, I'd be kind of pissed about it as a yeah. Lions fan. So yeah, it makes sense. It does. Yeah. Any, any thought? Any any thought to safety or linebacker? Not that that's a pressing need for them, but or or a guy like Logan Hall who fits what their defense does as as you know somebody who could they could develop for a year or two as they've done with Rashawn Gary and eventually have him succeed. You know, somebody on that line. Oh, I I think there's definitely a need there um, with Logan Hall. I think that there's definitely a place for him. It's just. Aaron Rodgers is at the end. Yeah. And if you're not yeah, adding weapons who can be up and running with him, not this year because they're going to be rookies, but in two years, they need to be ready to roll. Um, you need those, you need to take those guys now, let them take let them, you know, take their lumps in year one and get on the same page as soon as they can. And I just I think the combination of Watson and and uh and Dotson is just super intriguing yeah. for uh, their skill sets and things they do well. Um, that's I think that's smart. That'd be smart drafting. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking at their defense. They have a really good secondary, guys. Damn it! Yes, they, they do. do. They do. It's not deep, but they're starting five secondary. <laughs> they're really good. Damn it! <laughs> we'll address that at 32 and 34. Riz, I let's think, hope so. Are we landing on Dotson? Yeah. Sean Dotson sure. is in Green Bay. Russell put him there. We can blame him this year. Moving on, Scott uh, Riz, you're next. Sorry, I'll give you the keys okay. to Kansas City, which doesn't mean a whole lot because Scott will have the keys to the franchise next. They're picking 29 and 30. Who do you got 29 for KC, Riz? <sighs> so I'm, I'm thinking back. I, I, um, for those of you who are on Twitter, my guy Jinx um, is, is an old friend. He is a... Long-suffering Kansas. He suffered when they won the Super Bowl. That's the kind of guy that he is. Uh, that's that's just who they are. They need Potential cornerbacks. Lines, <laughs> um, I, I know they've added a little bit, but th- this is a team that needs to upgrade their secondary because teams like to throw at them. 
because they're going to be behind a lot. See, Andrew Booth is still here. He is my number. Where's he at? I have to scroll up. Uh, he is my number 16 overall player. He's still on the board. Uh, we're looking at Jalen Peter, my number 20 player. He's still on the board. Trent McDuffie, my number 23. He's still on the board. All of these guys fit what they want to do. Jaquan Brisker is there. He's probably not the best scheme fit for what they want to do in, in their secondary, but he certainly makes a lot of sense. Kair Elam, uh, my number 31 player, but certainly upwardly mobile from that. I'm, I could be talked into t- taking him. They do need uh, offensive line is always something that they, they can use, but you know, yeah. who knows where they're at. And, but this, this is a weird area for offensive line. Like I'm looking right now, just my best player that's available. And I got to scroll down a little bit for that. Um, well, Penning is gone. Um, he's my number 40. Probably Ryman from Central. I would say, yeah. And, and he is going to go here. In in this range, I, th- I think uh, those of us who are at the Senior Bowl saw that the, the, the NFL infatuation with him is real. Like, it's legit. Like, they like him. There are drawbacks. He's 25. He played tight end until three years ago. He doesn't have a real good feel for what he's doing yet, but the NFL likes him. Um, I, I, I will certainly say that one of the picks here probably should be Bernard Ryman. Do we want it to be this one? And then we, we keep debating. <laughs> Does yeah, that make sense? Fine. Okay. Fine. All right. Do that. <laughs> Russ, are these guys crazy? Or are you good with Bernard Ryman? I don't see a first round player when I watch him, but that's, just I agree. Me. I, I, I prefer his teammate, Luke Godeke. If I'm being, thank you. Honest. Thank you. I'm with you. The, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, what scares me about Bernard Raymond? He, I, I comp them to Jason Spriggs and, um, I just, I do wonder, is that like the player that he ends up becoming? And I don't know. I could be wrong. But if that's the guy, that, I'm fine with that. That's, yeah. that's the, the scars of Danny Watkins hurt me very much in the in this evaluation process as well. So, Riz, you you seem to change your mind, but then you didn't. I don't know where you're no, at. <laughs> no, a, a Ryan, Ryman, Ryman is, okay. is the way to go there. All right. Um. Bernard Ryman. Okay. You got to watch Riz Wastes pick in Kansas City, but thankfully you're there to pick up the the slack, Scott. <laughs> who are you picking 30th overall for? So after taking the tackle, I'm going to look at receiver and corner, <clears throat> and I'm probably going to take Elam from Florida, the corner, to shore things up and hit the hit the receiver position. Uh, I mean, you you did hit the receiver position in Juju Smith-Schuster and Valdez Scanling, so it's not yeah. like it's empty after you traded Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think it gives you a little bit of runway into round two mm-hmm. to grab a, you know another guy, um, a Sky more type. Um, George Pickens here would be very intriguing to me. Um, you know, don't I don't know. Me, Scott. Don't take <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he's intriguing. In fact, I'm hoping he's, he's in play in a couple picks. But uh, I would go Kyer Elam. Go Gators. Russ, what do you think? I'm I'm not opposed to it. I I know he's getting some first-round love. I I know he's been somewhat of a kind of a, I don't want to say a steady riser, but I know some people that really like him um, over the last couple of weeks. So I could see it. I could really see it. I could see it working out for him. I think it's a great landing spot from a scheme, you know, perspective and and everything else. So I, I like the fit. Riz, you've you've been voted down. You can you can squeal if you want, but we've got Elam out of Florida. They do they do need pass rush help. Like like their depth. I mean, do you trust Frank Clark long term? Probably not. 
Um, their their other end right now is a combination of Mike Mike Dana and Josh Kando. Like those guys, they're not terrible, but that's that's not getting it done if you got to rush the passer. You know, they're they're okay inside, uh, but man, they Logan Hall is a good fit here. Uh, honestly, a, a guy like Quay Walker makes some sense too. I know that they've they've spent a lot on their inside linebackers, but that that's a guy that can go get the quarterback for you too, and and has the long athleticism that they like in in the middle. Um, Jaquan Briskers there. I, I do like Elam though. Like we, we have pushed these corners down so far. I've been trying to take one for a long time, and, and now I'm talking against it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and take the cornerback. All right. <laughs> All right, there we go. And I can't go by Florida without mentioning again my son admitted, accepted, and going to University of Florida pre-med starting freshman next year. Good job, boy. All right, on to 31. (laughs) We are looking at Cincinnati. Um, The Bengals obviously just dying for a quarterback. Russ, who do you think? I mean, they're they're aching because Willis is gone. (laughs) I can't even do it, right? Uh, Who do you got, uh, Russ, for the, uh, the Bengals? Well, you know, I know they added Leal Collins and all of that good stuff, um, but I'm, I'm looking at another offensive lineman here, and we haven't um, taken Linderbaum yet, have we? I I know that's I just <laughs> he's, hang he on. Yeah, very, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I just had an epiphany. Aware. <laughs> Acutely aware that he's still on the we board. We have now. <laughs> Hold on, I'm clicking the wrong button. Uh, I, they did add, you know, Ted. Uh, Ted, what's it? Karras from New England. Ted Karras, that guy can play too. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, he's any. He, he is only twenty nine. That's not terrible. Um, but you know what? Screw it. Tyler Linderbaum is there. Maybe Karras could play guard for me over Jackson Carmen. Give me Linderbaum. You got it. You just got to do it. Yeah. Everybody with no argument. No argument. Joe Goodberry approves this pick. <laughs> yeah, huge need for this team, too. Joe is the man. <laughs> Help them in their weakest point. All right. That takes us to pick number 32. I have to do this again, just so everybody knows. If you text area code 903-500-2916, that's area code 903-500-2916. Text the name of your pick for the Lions at 32 overall, or you can go to swiftpolling.com. At swiftpolling.com and use the uh, ID 27618. I'll put that in the chat. And uh, you guys can vote for who the Lions should take 32nd overall. We'll go through the panel right now and then afterward we'll see where the uh, the viewer vote went. And uh, give me just one second. I will put that in the chat. And by the way, for those of you who are doing the live chat on YouTube, Mike Hodges, thank you so much, dude. Uh, for for keeping up with the picks and, and rolling those through, we really appreciate that. Um, and and uh, Mike Mike has been a loyal fan for a very long time. Uh, Mike actually took a picture of me with uh, Ohio University tight end Jordan Thompson in the brief time that he was with uh, with the Lions as a tight end turned long snapper. And I've never forgotten that, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> big stuff. Big stuff. Mike's the goat today. All right, there it is, swiftpolling.com. Use code 27618, and you can vote who you think the Lions should take at 32nd overall. I've done bad at the math. I'm just picking Scott. Scott looks like he is chomping at the bit to go work for the Lions and uh, give us our 32nd pick. What do you got, buddy? All right, so we took an edge at two. We did. To me, this looks like uh, safety. Um, I might consider safety again. 
I know I know they just signed Deshaun Elliott, but safety I think is a and huge a good move. By the way, Deshaun Elliott, if he's healthy, is the best safety on the roster. And yes, I know Tracy Walker's on the roster. If he's healthy, right? So right. So long term. The problem is, need... is that he's he's played he's played twenty eight games in four seasons. Yes, this is Scott. Need... Scott has the floor, Riz. Let him go. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. he's fine. <laughs> um, so I think safety is is a priority here. Just just for what they have on their roster, even adding Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, those the guys that I would be looking at are <clears throat> not in this order, but maybe in this order. Brisker uh, as a play style, um, kind of putting him with Walker, just that that combination. Uh, Jalen Petrie and Seam from from Georgia. Those are the three. Uh, I think George Pickens needs to be considered here. Uh, as your backside X receiver, your big guy who can move. Um, and then there is the fifth-year option, blah, 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 about quarterback. And Matt Corral is here. And do you – this is always a failing exercise because I think there's been one guy in in the history of you know the last 10 years who has been taken at 32 and has actually worked – to this point, that's Lamar Jackson. Um, it's almost like if you if you if you allow a quarterback to fall this far, you should just let him keep going. Uh, that seems to, me, to be the I'm mindset. Safety. You know, I, it's just I think the way to fill out this defense and, and to help the Lions roster as much as you can because their offense looks good. Uh, I think their offensive line looks really good. They have good running backs. the The wide receiver room is significantly better than it was. Two years, it was significantly better than it was last year when Brad Holmes ignored it for three and a half rounds. So there's no reason for me to think that they're going to take one because they don't have to, but you do need a safety. And so then it's who pairs who pairs best with Tracy Walker and the things he does well, and I think that's brisker. That's just I love his physicality. I love his versatility. I like I could say the same thing about Petrie. I think Petrie does things that that no other safety does in the class as far as like turning the corner and blitzing and rushing the passer kind of stuff. So I'd be fine with him too. But to me, it's safety and then opens up the door to some other possibilities. Russ, what do you think? I I like the thought of N'Kobe Dean. I, I love the thought of the safety here. Um, but personally with the safety, I think you could still get one of those three guys that you mentioned in, in Petrie, Brisker, or or even seen there at 34. I'm also not opposed to waiting until the third round and maybe taking a Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. I like N'Kobe Dean. I, I, I think he's the best player on the board at this point. You need help in the middle. You look at Jacksonville at 33. They got rid of Miles Jack. They're giving a ton of money to uh, that Ola, Olakun, Olakun yeah. guy from Atlanta. And it's like, yeah, that's fine and all, but Shaq Quarterman's going to play their will spot. And it's like, I don't know about him. Like, they're a mess back there. And I, I don't like the thought of He's missing out on, on N'Kobe <laughs> Dean at 34. So if I could take him at 32, I, that would be the guy. He's, it, it's the only team he's vid- visited so far from, from what I've gathered. Here's a question really it quick, is. Riz, before you go. Sure. Um, and it's from Anon in the chat. Would Dean play over Sean Dion Hamilton? I would hope so. <laughs> I see. Scott I don't know, no. but I, I would hope so. Um, I think so. It, but that's just me. 
Do we think that Dean is a traditional linebacker is is going to hold up as a traditional linebacker? I don't know. And and he's a, and, and one of the things and we brought this up in the in the Patreon Slack and it was something that I riffed on last night while I was overly tired and needed to get something off my chest. He doesn't fit this de- like the Bill Parcells defense, which is ostensibly what what Aaron Glenn runs from. That's just where he's descended from. That's where Dan Campbell's descended from. They like big linebackers who can take on a block, stack it, shed it, and make the play. That's not N'Kobe Dean at no. all. No, that, that's that's not who he is. He is, and and I'll go back to the, to the conversation I had in the slide. He is what JOK is in Cleveland when they go to a four-one-six defense, which they do a lot. He is a great. Um, we talked about uh, uh, Devin White in Tampa Bay. He, he's he's awesome for Houston, and Houston would love him at thirty-seven because he is a Lovey Smith type, a guy that you've got four good defensive linemen in front of him. He's free to range. He can carry your tight end down the field. He can he can work out in coverage. That's not the defense the Lions play. Like, yeah. I, I understand he's a very good player, and I understand that most people haven't watched Chad Muma. They haven't watched much of anybody other than N'Kobe Dean because George is on freaking TV all the time. Yeah. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal off-ball linebacker class. You're limiting yourself way too much with like, – you, you've got to expand your vision here. Like, the, the, you can you can get a guy that will do everything that N'Kobe Dean does 50 picks from now. That's just, and, and the, the uh, even with the fact that he is undersized, he didn't test because he wasn't going to test well. That's that's like the least well kept secret in, in the draft community. Like he wasn't going to test well, so he's like, oh, I'm just not going to test. Like, yeah. that, it, it, does that strike you as a kneecap biter? I, like uh, again, it's nothing against him personally. I do like him as a player, and I like him specifically for Houston at 37. He's not what Detroit wants at linebacker. He's just not. <laughs> Yeah, like if so he, you, you, you will take him, you'll love him like as a draft pick, and then in November you'll be like, "How come he isn't doing what he did at Georgia?" Well, this isn't the defense that the played at Georgia. Like it's different. Correct. So would he <laughs> would he end up being your big nickel? Maybe in, in that, that's but, it. But you can get a safety that does that better. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. You can. Sir. Yeah. All right. All right. And then the other question is: I mean, you have a you you pick. In two slots, right? You get the Jags right. or some or someone they trade. To. And I like where Russ Pick went with this is, is what is Jacksonville going to do at 33? And we will tackle that in a second. But that does impact. Are they going to take a safety? Exactly. Maybe they might. They could. Uh, or what's they, the drop off from Pickens to the next wide receiver? And there's absolute need, I still think, for this this team at wide receiver. Although I'm I'm just MC and I'm not here to to weigh in. But no, so George, George Pickens would be my top wide receiver on the board left by by quite a bit. Um, he is, and then again I'm looking at this, and I need to need my reader glasses. Um, he's at number 19 overall for me. Uh, the next wide receiver would be Dotson, who is number 34. Oh no, he's gone. Um, I got to put an X there next to that. Uh, scroll down a little bit more. Sky Moore is number 41 for me. He would be next. He, again, not the best fit. Like, he's a great player. I'm not sure that he's the best fit with Amon Ra. Um, they they kind of would do the same things. They, they do it a little bit differently, but they, they occupy the same basic space on the field. I'm not sure that that's a great fit. Uh, who else? And I'm looking down now. And you, Calvin Austin is there. Alec, Alec Pierce is a great pick for the third round. I love him at 66. 
make that happen. <laughs> you know, but, but in, uh, the, if, if you want the wide receiver, you're probably going to have to take Pickens here because there is a threat that Jacksonville could take him. All right. It's something to think about. Pause, and that makes pause sense. The I mean, it, it, this, is the, this is the conundrum we're in. And we've yeah. got all kinds of folks voting. Yeah, what, what, what's our to, fan vote looking like uh, so I'm, far? We're not going to reveal it to the end. We're, you guys are supposed oh, to be the experts. We're not going to. I already, I, I, I poisoned I the well with, with Garrett Wilson. I don't want to do it again. So yeah, we got to, we got to pull the, the brain trust here together on. I need a fail of my reference. So to me, I think the, the signing of DJ Chark makes, pushes the receiver need a little further away than it does than the safety need. The safety is more important oh, to me. Yep. Absolutely. But I feel like, and, and again, here I am, you know, arguing with the experts, but I feel like the drop off between the kind of two safeties that are sitting there is a lot less than the, the drop off from wide receiver. If you don't grab Pickens, that's kind of where I'm, I'm why I think at 32, you're going wide receiver and then you're going safety 34. I'll stop arguing. Russell, Sold. Russell, fix this. Fix this for me. I can't tell these guys what to do. <laughs> you no, just I, did. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you did. I mean, the three names I wrote down were Nicobe Dean, George Pickens, and Jaquan Brisker. Those were the three wow. guys. We can cross Dean off. I mean, you guys made great points on why he does not fit. Um, I, I'm I'm fine with Pickens or Brisker. Either either one for me personally. Um, Brisker would be my higher ranked player of the of the two. Um, and that would be the route I go. If yeah, if we took Malik at at two, you better believe I'm running to the podium and taking Arnold Abiketti right now. But that's just me. We can talk about that a different time. <laughs> wow, Scott I like Casanova that too. That, that's an interesting work. thought. That's <laughs> yeah. This is. There's so this much is why we bring do. you on, Russ. You, I, I love that you offer divergent opinions to what Chris and I continually spew out. That's why you're here, man. That's good. I like it. As many voices as we can get. Boy, it's, he's not, we he's, do. He's 17th on my board, I think, or 18th on my board. Wow. All right. Let's go to the fan vote or the viewer vote. Take a look here. Uh, a lot of brisker. Got some scene. Then Muma. Uh, Daxon Hill. I like this one. George Pixon. Safety arguing for the drop off there. Here you go. Right there. Yeah. Uh, Pickens, and, that, Pickens, and, and again, safety. it's a phenomenal safety class, just as it is a phenomenal off ball linebacker yep. class. Yep. Best safety available. I, I don't disagree, but I just it's where the value is. Um, I, I'm absolutely all over safety next. So that's kind of where where I would go. So there we go. OK, that's the we will do this again at thirty four. All right. So we'll do did we do both. Brisker? We went Brisker? No, we went, we went Pickens. Pickens. We went Pickens. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm slow. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. So uh, we're going to do the Jags now. And I wrote down Carl Pickens, by the way. That's where my brain's at. <laughs> we shall do 33, the Jaguars. If, if Carl Pickens turns out, if George Pickens turns out like Carl Pickens, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to go with the Jags next. And after the Jags, we'll do the Lions. And you'll get a chance to vote again. Um, Russ, get us back on track here. Riz has absolutely lost it. Jacksonville Jaguars, number 33, first pick of day two. What do we got? I know, you know, I know we talked a lot about Pickens and a wide receiver for them with how much money they've invested. You know, Kirk and Zay Jones see them doing that here on day two. Um, I see it being a defensive player and I could see them going back to the Georgia well, to be honest. I mean, Lewis sign getting that physical playmaker in the back end of the defense. As much as I like Brisker, I just, 
I, I think with how they've kind of set this up, I mean, their two safeties are Andrew Wingard and Rayshon Jenkins, and they've got Andre Cisco. Cisco, if he's healthy, he could maybe be that rangy free safety if you're lucky. Um, but Lewis Seen has great range himself, but he's also so physical. And I think if he's there at 33, I mean, that's that would be the direction I'd go if I'm there. Rayshon Jenkins has tighter hips than I do. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Them hips don't lie, Riz. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so it's we went Trayvon Walker and Scene for Jacksonville, which leaves. I like that. Yeah, Lewis Scene makes a lot of sense. If you go, um, I actually did a Twitter little Twitter play breakdown. I, I love Lewis Scene for Detroit. Um, it's a little early because I, I, I'll be honest, I think I question some of his run fits and choices at times. But man, there is not a better safety at blowing up screen passes. And what 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 happens against the Lions? People run freaking screens all the time because our linebackers and safeties don't ever get out there. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that gets fixed. But uh, yeah, Watson, Watson will do it if we don't have seen. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So is is Brisker now the pick for the Lions? Is it just sort of naturally fell into your lap? That's nice, isn't it? I love it when really things is. fall in my lap like that. I mean, you think you think adding Hutchinson, Pickens, and Brisker with the first three picks, I think you look really good. I'm happy. Yes. I'm quite happy. So, who else are we going to consider? Let's let's throw this out there because there are other other people that are there are. Are we looking quarterback at all? Do we think? Well, more to the point, do we think that the Lions are looking quarterback? Desmond Ritter is still here. Uh, I think Matt, if they're looking quarterback, still here. If they're looking quarterback at 34, they the it's ignorant to. Not make take that player at thirty two. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Because of the fifth year option, I just think it's just you know. Um, All right, there are defensive. Jalen Petrie is the other guy. Jalen Petrie is is certainly impressive, and I love the comparisons to the Honey Badger. I see that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I me, like him a lot. He is he my number twenty overall player. Let me get our viewer oh. vote going. Uh, SwiftPolling dot com code 27618 you can type in whoever you want to for voting or if you would prefer you can text your way in at 903-500-2916 and just uh text the name of the person you want picked at that uh at that location and you'll uh, get onto the vote screen and we'll bring your votes what in. about quay walker here I, I was just gonna say there there are linebacker options here quay walker nicobe dean again uh we got to at least consider him, even though I don't think he's a fit. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not the be all end all on that. Uh, yeah. my, my, who else is here? Um, Andrew Booth is still out there. If we want to look at cornerback, we do have a lot of guys coming back off of injuries. I know we are, especially in this podcast, bullishly confident that Jerry's going to be great, but Okuda's coming off of an injury. If he got hurt last year, like he can't, no team has enough cornerbacks. There's some good cornerbacks that are yeah. still here. Um, you know, Roger McCreary, who was down at the senior bowl and, yeah. and looked damn good. Um, and if yeah. you watch him against Alabama, that that's a selling point right there. The, he was phenomenal against Alabama in that game. Like as a playmaking cornerback, like the, 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 I, I like him too. Um, Kyler Gordon is still out there from Washington. Do you think Melfonwu for him? Do you think Melfonwu moves to safety? There's been some talk I, I, about that, and all of a sudden, then you could you could pull him in his corner, and all of a sudden. You've kind of fixed a different you've, – you've plugged a hole a different way. Yeah. He certainly has the build for it. I mean, that's what his brother tried to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work out all that well. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't his brother on the Michigan Panthers now? Uh, yes, he is. USFL, yes. baby. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> 
So is it down to Brisker, Petrie, I'm Clay looking Walker, and Kobe Um If we want to look at defensive tackle, Travis Jones is out there. Uh, there's not a lot else there, really. Logan Hall, not really a good scheme fit. Um, Ebiketti, we 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 we're we're good there. Um, I, I Perry on Winfrey, maybe. I think Perry on Winfrey would you throw in there just because of how I mean he is kind of you know relatively explosive. I think he could play from a three tech to a five tech and maybe play the role that they want Levi to play. I, and I think he'd be a little bit of an upgrade just because of the overall size. I don't disagree with that at all. I'm I'm we're going to talk about this on a future episodes. I'm morbidly curious what they're doing with Levi on Sarike. I yes. don't know. <laughs> is, I hope they, they know. know. <laughs> I hope they know. <laughs> I, I honestly I don't know what other direction they would go. I mean, I'm sold on Brisker to be honest. I I am too. I just wanted to make sure that we were bringing up enough options here that that'll I, I, that will be out there. I'll throw two other ones just because the sake of why not. But Kyler Gordon out of, I mean, I know we've already got a couple of different, I would say, better uh, corners out there. But Kyler Gordon just because a natural slot or slot corner. Um, and then the other one would be Chad Muma, right, from Wyoming, just as kind of that fit as a linebacker. If we don't think N'Kobe Dean is, I think Muma's a, you know, probably even a better Muma's fit. a much better fit as a, a stack and shed linebacker as a guy who can, carry the tight end, but also rough up the tight end on the way out there. Um, yeah, he's good at kneecaps. that. He is yeah. also a phenomenal A-gap blitzer. Yeah. Dean is too. Yeah. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Dean, Dean, honestly, is probably the best blitzer at that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll say that my guy DeMarco Jackson from App State uh, is really dang good at that too, but you're not taking him before like the fourth round. So... <laughs> All right, two and a half hours it took us. We did it in an hour less than it takes the NFL. Congratulations, gentlemen. Uh, we made 34 And we got two extra picks, picks in. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how we roll. Uh, let's go through it really quick. We've got Jacksonville starting it off with Trayvon Walker. The Lions take Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, the Texans, Kayvon Thibodeau. Sauce Gardner to the Jets. Equan Wu to the Giants, Kenny Pickett to Carolina, Jermaine Johnson to the Giants. Atlanta grabs Garrett Wilson from my Poison Well pick. Uh, Malik Willis to Seattle, Evan Neal to the New York Jets, Kyle Hamilton to Washington, Derek Stingley to Minnesota, Charles Cross to the Texans, Traylon Burks to Baltimore, Devontae Wyatt to Philadelphia, Trevor Penning to New Orleans, Jordan Davis to the Chargers. Uh, pick 18, Philadelphia takes Chris Olave. New Orleans grabs Drake London, Devin Lloyd, number 20 to Pittsburgh, Zion Johnson to New England at 21, Christian Watson dropping them all over the place in Green Bay from henceforth at 22, uh, Daxon Hill in Arizona, Kenyon Green, I'd never say that if the Lions picked him, by the way, to Dallas for 24, Jamison Williams to Buffalo, George Karloftis to Tennessee, Boye Mafe to Tampa, Jahan Dotson to Green Bay, making a scary pair, Kansas City, Bernard Raymond, uh, Kansas City again, Kair Elam, go Gators. Tyler Linderbaum to Cincinnati. George Pickens to Detroit. Give some help to uh, our guy, Jared Goff. We'll see what we really got there. And if we need somebody else, we've got a good a good load to carry whoever we get in the next year. Uh, Lewis Seen to Jacksonville. And we finished off with Jaquan Brisker to Detroit at 34. Gentlemen, you guys killed it. You guys killed it today. I appreciate I'm all happy. your... All your good arguments. Russell keeping Scott. He gets a little wild, a little out of control. Keeping him under control. I do it every week Appreciate for him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, uh, please plug your plug what you guys do, please. 
You might as well. I mean, you did all this work. You should get paid for it. <laughs> we have a draft show at Woodward Sports. Woodward it's Sports? Good. I've never heard of it. How do I find it, Scott? It's at Woodward Sports on YouTube. What? And, and, and Russ, you can, tell them, you can tell them where to find our draft show. Yeah, you can find that on Twitter at the Draft Show Pod at the Draft Show P O D. Smash that follow button. You can find him on Twitter at Bischoff underscore Scott. You can find me on Twitter at Russ NFL Draft. Smash those follow buttons. Uh, we just dropped our sixth episode tonight. Our fifth episode yesterday. Uh, those were from last week. We're going to be chatting probably sometime this week um, a little bit more about some Lions stuff. So yeah. Check it all out over at woodwardsports.com or check it out, uh, like I said, on Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys very, very much for joining us. Russ, last couple of weeks you've had you in. It's been awesome to have you. Scott, we don't have you in enough, and and I have to that's, apologize. That's, that's the dang truth. It's Risden's fault, but we all know that. We'll, we'll fix it. It's You know, I mean, he's, he, it's the hair thing. If I had more hair, I might come on the show more often. He's a Neanderthal. I'm telling you, this Risden guy, he's terrible. All right. Uh, hey, Bo, oh. very much thank you for the uh, super chat. Appreciate that, brother. Very kind of you. Hutchinson, Bicken, <laughs> Hutchinson Pickens, and Brisker, Super Bowl 2023. 20, I really like that haul. Honestly, yeah. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I think yes. we're all pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. That really, really good stuff. So, what do we got coming up? We've got next week, we'll have a normal show uh, doing all our, our podcast things, and then we'll do another mock draft the tuesday before the draft another long haul through the players long talk a lot going on and uh, we'll get through that and we'll have you guys all along and and scott and russ if you guys are doing uh free on draft night love to have you join after the lions pick maybe do a call in do a quick uh pop-ins if you got the time would love to have you guys well chat thank you guys for having yeah. uh, having me on i appreciate it for awesome sure all right with yeah, that thanks fellas don't forget about us on patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast get access to the most intelligent chat on the internet lions or otherwise in our slack with a minimum donation of five dollars a month or more follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast at jeff risden just like you see spelled there russ why don't you shout out your twitter for us really quick yeah, at Russ NFL Draft, smash that follow button, baby. All right. Bish, you want to hit it? Uh, at Bischoff underscore Scott. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Call us on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. I just don't care. <laughs> One word, Detroit Lions That's why podcast. we love you, Scott. You don't care. <laughs> or use the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667, and go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can do what, Riz? What do we love to do? So, so everyone can come into your ear holes automatically. Oh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember... No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Love the spinning line. That's the coolest graphic ever. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.